well met, friends. I'm Jude Vase. And I'm Steph Midlock. Welcome to another bonus episode of Atherbeth. After two spooky Hobbitween episodes, the first in 2020 and the cliffhanger episode in 2021, we thought a third installment was necessary. That's right. Welcome to Hobbitween 3, the final Hobbit Nation. I'm not sure <laughs> about the, the verb there, but we'll, we're going to roll it. It was, yeah, like Final Destination, Final ah, Hobbit Nation. Okay. It was a tough one. It's a tough one. And it might not be final, so who knows? So, hi! Once again, we're venturing into the world of Tolkien by playing the second edition of the tabletop role-playing game, or RPG, called The One Ring. This game is published by Free League Publishing in 2022. It was designed by Francesco Nepotello and Marco Maggi. And this game showcases a beautiful and nuanced gaming system that's set in the rich landscape of Middle-earth. Our deepest thanks and all credit goes to them. This is an actual play episode, so we need some actual players to join us. Steph and I will be joined by Editor James, or Producer James as he is referred to on our podcast, uh, James Pearson, Maxi Menez, and Zeke Peace. James is a writer and engineer in the Bay Area. He is our beloved producer on Atherbeth and our resident game master. You'll recognize his voice from past Hobbit Ween episodes. Max is an educator in Sacramento and will be reprising his role of the Hobbit, Theo Fleetfoot, who you'll remember from the first Hobbit Ween episode. Zeke is a coffee roaster and hotelier located in the Catskills of New York and will be reprising his role of the human, Ozzy Oliolaire, from the second Hobbit Ween episode. Yeah. As always, producer James is our LM for the day. It's short for Lore Master, and he'll be running the game for us. For those of you who might be maybe unfamiliar with tabletop role-playing, the Lore Master, usually called the Game Master, presents situations to the players and takes the role of all the non-player characters in the game, also referred to as NPCs. Using the game system, the players and the Lore Master work together to tell the story. Jude, Max, Zeke, and I will be playing inhabitants of Middle-earth in a spoopy Halloween adventure taking place between the events of The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. This episode directly follows the events of Hobbitween 2, so if you haven't listened to that, go check that out and then come back to us. We have many malignant paths to tread, so let's begin. Previously on Hobbit Ween. Three Hobbits of the Shire, Gord-obsessed Pumpkins Proudfoot, roguish Theo Fleetfoot, and practitioner of Angmarian close-up magic Fortinbras Noakes, set out from Hobbiton in the company of dwarf treasure hunter Baras Tour, or BT, who has learned the location of a long-lost Palantir, or Seeing Stone. Along the way, the party is harassed by the wraith of a ranger, threatened by a werewolf, meets racist elves, and spends a night in the home of Tom Bombadil, before finally arriving in the Barrow Downs. Following the info that BT has, they sneak into a buried temple and find the Seeing Stone, 
only to discover it is guarded by a covetous Barrel White. By throwing an impromptu magic show and through the liberal application of sneaking, the team manages to distract the White and then trick it into getting into a fight with the ranger wraith that had followed them. In the commotion, they sneak out, taking the stone with them, only to be immediately robbed by the orc chieftain Pigug and his band of orcs. Two years later, the Shire is gripped in fear by a series of mysterious disappearances. Pumpkins is largely unconcerned until Theo is kidnapped right before her eyes by a large winged creature. Resolved to rescue her friend, Pumpkin sets out for Bree to find help. In Bree, she meets Elvin Himbo, Iadar Listbalarian, former owner of the Grey Have Inn, turned short order cook at the Prancing Pony, Ozzy Oliolaire, and Ranger Jathiel. Ozzy's family had disappeared months ago, but out of nowhere his father returns in a zombie-like state, with a glowing sigil on his forehead. Iadar had encountered an orc on the road in the same condition. Pumpkins discovers that the sigil matches one that Fortinbras had showed her from a fragment of a book of Angmarian magic. Fortinbras had left the Shire to find the rest of the magic book up north and never returned. Deciding that Fortinbras's book must have something to do with the zombies, the party decides to follow his tracks. They head north to the ruined city of Anuminas, where they discover a broken palantir, which has somehow been corrupted and infects anyone who touches it, turning them into zombies. They learn that Fortinbras was responsible for breaking the Seeing Stone and track him to the ruined capital of Arnor, Fornost. There, in the ruins, the party discovers that Fortinbras is behind the kidnappings and is preparing to sacrifice his captives in some dark rite. The team springs into action to rescue the captives and save Fortinbras. Pumpkins tries to wipe the sigil from his forehead, but is lifted into the air as Fortinbras uses a bat fell to transform into the large winged creature which had been stealing people. As Pumpkins tries to free Fortinbras, the dark corruption that had been controlling him starts to affect her as well. She hears a voice offering her power. In exchange for freeing Fortinbras, Pumpkins allows the dark power to take her over. She steals Fortinbras's bat fell, becoming the monstrous bat, and flies away into the night. Stunned, the party frees the captives, including Ozzy's mother and sister, and resolving to save Pumpkins, they go after her. It's the end of autumn in Eriador. The leaves on the trees have turned from green to orange and now tumble across the lanes in windblown drifts. However, what should be a time of harvest and celebration is dulled by creeping fear. Some of those who had been kidnapped have been returned. However, those who were corrupted haunt the land, turning animalistic and feral and bearing the blue sigil on their foreheads. We open on the road leading to Bree. The trees reach their skeletal hands up towards the overcast sky. It's late afternoon, and we see a cart with a couple of farmers trundling down the road. The two farmers sit side by side in the, the seat, the back of the cart filled with their harvest being taken to Bree for market. The one farmer who's driving the cart gives the reins a little a little tap the horse pulling the cart continues to sort of trundle along 
Well, I suppose at this rate we'll probably be in Bree by sundown. I think should be fine. You better hope so, Sonny. You don't want to find yourself on the road after dark these days. There's foul things afoot. Father, I cannot believe that you that you even cotton any of those rumors. It's all story and stuff and nonsense. Rumors? There was travelers that came through these parts that swore they saw it with their own two eyes. Son, we must be cautious. We must we must spur on. It's wow. very scary out here on the road. It's a sad it's it's a sad day when you'll pay more attention to the words of travelers than to your own flesh and blood, but I suppose and he gives the the reins a little a little whip, the horse begins to move a little bit quicker. Um Don't jostle the radishes. <laughs> <laughs> the cart continues down the road just a few more feet when suddenly the horse stops short and we hear the sound of the, the cart rattling, radishes dropping out of their bags, bouncing around in the back of the cart. And the first farmer goes, whoa, now, um, as the horse really shies away from something in front of the road. The two farmers look forward and standing in the road, maybe 20 feet in front of their cart, is a twisted figure. Not particularly tall, but stooped and glaring. It shambles a few steps forward, and the both farmers recoil in horror as they see an orc. But not just an orc, an orc with white, milky eyes and a glowing blue sigil in the center of its forehead. The farmer yanks hard on the reins to try and turn the cart to get away when another orc appears from the side and jumps bodily onto the side of the cart and begins pawing at the two farmers who recoil in horror as this orc begins to attack them. A third orc shambles out of the woods on the other side, penning them in. We hear the sounds of them trying, struggling to try and fight these orcs off, but they have this sort of animalistic feral strength and they're beginning to overwhelm the two farmers. When we hear a sound, Iadar, why don't you give us an introduction to your character as you enter the scene? Over the groans of the orcs and the rattling of loose radishes in the back of the cart, there is a hearty call. A loud, clear tenor shouts out across the night, the, the evening sky, And an elf, broad-shouldered, fair of face, a real beefcake of an elf comes <laughs> literally hurling out of the undergrowth. Not a not a twig or fleck of dirt marring him. Bodily flying out of the out of the bushes as if he had been spat from the trees. His spear, which is a fuck off gigantic spear, <laughs> just a just a mother huge thing in two hands over his head as he hurls towards one of these orcs, probably the one that is closest to the two farmers, mm -hmm. with very clear intent to skewer this thing like a cocktail weenie on the end of a, what do you call it? A toothpick? Thank you. <laughs> there we go. You're welcome, Sonny. <laughs> All right, so we get this shot. We hear the cry, Iadar list Balarion, and we see this shot of the two farmers struggling with this orc as it climbs up the side of their cart and is reaching for them. And then 
we just see we see the orc and then there is a blur of bl- blonde hair yes i should describe iadar while we're at it here iadar is uh six and a half feet tall about a third of that wide maybe a third or a half of that wide in the shoulder, blonde hair, long blonde hair that he keeps somehow miraculously in a very fine braided plait. Uh, he wears a leather breastplate that is carved with uh, horses and other foresty animals that he is very proud of and he often wants to show off. It was made by his auntie. And he has a, a, nice, a nice cloak that was a gift to him from an elf lord. Not just some guy, an elf lord gave him this mm. cloak. I don't remember what for, <laughs> but I'm sure I did something to deserve it. Ooh, hubba, hubba. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this orc is climbing up the side of the of the cart. There is a flash of blonde hair and cloak, and the orc just vanishes as if it had been hit by a freight train. We cut to Iadar holding his spear aloft with this orc completely shish kebobbed on the end of it, lifting this orc up off the ground. The other two orcs don't pay any attention to this. They are zombie-like, single-minded. They continue to press their attack on the cart. When we cut to Ozzy, describe how you enter the scene. Ozzy, having recently found his his oomph in life and, and kind of confidence, kind of, you know, he, like he had that moment <laughs> and it worked for him. And everyone mm. followed him out of the cave, and he feels like he's got to really like live up to this moment now. But but honestly, <laughs> like imposter syndrome has totally set in in the last month. No. <laughs> <laughs> so he he comes out of like a small shrub, opposite of of Iadar, and he he, he shouts, "Ozzy, oh Leo, Larry!" His hair is is like braided, but it's messy and it's not really tight yet. Um, he's got a, a meat cleaver that is, I mean, just sharp. Like, the dude, he was a good cook, right? Like, the thing is sharp and it's gleaming, it's glinting, it's a very intimidating weapon. In one hand, in his other hand, he's got a shield made out of a piece of hardwood that looks amazingly like a butcher's block. Uh, and on the back of it, he's got carved little horses and woodland creatures on it, but but only he can see that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Gives him confidence. But so he starts, basically he shouts, and he's got, you know, a shirt that's like half size too small for him on it because he's trying to, like, look look ripped and intimidating and, and very manly and leadershipy. <laughs> he shopped his um, kids. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But he starts just like trucking across the grass like at this troll. But as he's getting closer, he starts getting a little bit slower and slow. Not troll. Uh, got, uh, orc. <laughs> what are those things called again? Um, starts getting slower and slower and starts like t- ducking and weaving a little bit as he gets up close to it. And the thing, uh, it's not running away. So he's, he's coming at it, but he, he just gets to the point where he's got to do something and just takes a diving swing for its ankles. <laughs> <laughs> the orc that you had been 
been squared off against has been is the one in front of the cart. It's basically got its eyes locked on the horse and it's drooling. You can tell that it wants to make a meal out of this horse. And so you try to engage it. It doesn't run away. So you go and you sweep the legs with your cleaver. There is a sickening crack. We cut away to just the reaction of the horse as the horse like whinnies and like <laughs> rears back. And this orc tumbles to the ground. It continues to crawl on the ground towards the horse, but it's not going to be able to get up uh, and use its feet anytime soon. The third orc continues to now comes in from the side and is trying to climb up the other side of the cart. And we cut to the third member of our party. Theo, What? Do you, how do we see you? So my idea was, can we say that there was like a leaves on the floor, like a bunch of leaves? Like you know? Oh, absolutely. Yep. All right. So basically, you see like rustling of leaves, rustling of leaves, <laughs> rustling of leaves. <laughs> And then pop, <laughs> out pops Theo with his, like a a, 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 a a bright red scarf blowing in the wind, <laughs> leaves flying everywhere in slow motion with his brown cape, like dirty blonde mm. hair, with a sword right into the guy's kidney. Ooh. <laughs> Just like, huzzah! <laughs> <laughs> So, Theo, you spring from the leaves and just shank this this orc right in the back. It gives this horrible squealing hiss and then collapses to the ground. The third orc, the one that Ozzy had, had hobbled, is continuing to crawl along the ground towards the horse when you hear a growl and a massive wolfhound the size of a small pony bursts out of the bushes, grabs this orc, picks by the neck, and just begins to shake it until it stops moving. And the fourth member of the party, the ranger, JTL and her hound, Alexi, enter the scene. The two farmers are just completely stunned by what just happened. Holy smokes! You're welcome. I mean, you're welcome. <laughs> wow, you guys are amazing. Took the words right out of my mouth. Thank you. You saved me and my one and only son. At, as you all- are welcome. We are amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Own it. Excellent. Excellent sword work, my very short friend. Yeah, I, I like you, the leaves. As you say that, you bring your everyone's attention to Theo, and he has the cart, whatever was draped over the cart, up, and he's like looking at the stuff. Like <laughs> hmm. there are so many radishes hmm. in the back of this radishes. Cart. Please, not really what I was hoping to find under this, but that wounds be deeply. These are prize-winning radishes. Oh, okay. Everyone, take one. Oh, take okay. One. I, there, there's already like four in his pocket, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, and you're a hobbit too, man. Yeah, to no, a yeah. hobbit, radishes are are maybe not gold, but like high quality brass. I don't know. Yeah, like I said, Thank four you. already in his pocket, and then you said you could take one, and he took four more. <laughs> yeah, they're like you know, they're not mushrooms or anything, but yeah, no, like uh, you would be like oh, some good mushrooms. Really, <laughs> uh, Iadar has still got like the orc on the end of his spear. And it's just sort of talking while the orc flops wildly around on the end of his spear. The orc still has a little bit of life in it. So every so often it'll be like, and like move his arms, but it's not getting off the spear. Yeah. Ozzy. Hey. Excellent, excellent technique. Just higher, higher. And as he's saying this, he's gesturing with the orc towards you. So the orc is like flopping towards you and away from you. And like gore is sort of spraying a little bit. Ozzy's like, like attempting organs. to take notes. Organs. While dodging blood. <laughs> but great. Again, excellent technique. I I, I, I admire your enthusiasm. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. I mean, yes, yes, quite. Yes. Oh, oh, this uh, is a lifestyle. Yeah. Oh, uh, he 
whips the thing off. He sort of chucks it off into a corner and <laughs> experimentally pokes it a few times to see if it's dead. Yeah, you you flick the, the orc off of your spear. It sort of tumbles into a heap on the ground and it doesn't get up. So you whatever, whatever unlife it had in it, you, you shook out of it. Mm -hmm. uh, prior to, to taking it off. Jathiel walks up to the side of the, the cart. She nods to the farmers and she says, make straight for Bree. You should be safe now. Uh, the road should be clear, but make all haste. You, you don't want to be. And she stops and looks up into the sky. And then you all hear the sound of fluttering leathery wings. In the the sky is darkening. It's late afternoon, early evening, so the sky is sort of a deep blue. And over the road, you see a large brown flying creature with ah! huge, enormous leather wings stretched out. It flashes I mean, above you, and as it does, there is a doom, 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 doom on the ground as rotten pumpkins rain <laughs> down above as this thing looses them. <laughs> And you hear a cackling voice from above. <laughs> it is I, Pumpkin Sproutfoot. <laughs> Come from the sky with my aerial acrobatics. <laughs> well, still, still got a little bit of pumpkin in her. I don't get it. She's not doing. She's not doing flips. I don't understand it. Because <laughs> of the bat wings. Because of the bat. The so, bat wings are very cumbersome. <laughs> so, pumpkin, you, you this hear one? this voice you from above. You see this pumpkin? Do you see it? It's yellow. It's going to kick your ass. I call it my Tom Bomb Badil. Huh? <laughs> no? Anybody? Yeah, no. I don't look. What's it called? Theo, Theo, looks Theo, so Theo likes it. And he's laughing like, ah, oh, it's good. That's good. Eodar <laughs> is standing there, like, so confused. He has this blank expression on his face, and he's just staring up at pumpkins. Like confused and a little hurt. Ozzy <laughs> kind of shrugs and gives like the funk. hand, like <laughs> the scales thing. Like, eh, it was okay. Nah. Fear me, mortals. <laughs> so pumpkins Stupid. wheels above, demanding that you fear her. She tosses down these pumpkins that she's got, sort of strapped on onto her, like onto her coat, uh, and then beats her leathery wings and flaps away, disappearing over the trees. You haven't seen the last of me! Are they... He, Idar looks looks around and like, are they worse than normal pumpkins? Are they just pumpkins? I don't know. I, I thought they were going to blow up, but they didn't. You look at these pumpkins that have <laughs> dropped down and you really kind of weren't paying that close attention to them as they sort of fell down and hit the ground around you. But now, Iadar, you take your, your spear, you kind of poke at one of these rotten pumpkins, and as you do, a puff of fluorescent blue, the same color as the sigil on the foreheads, comes up from the pumpkin, the rotten pumpkin. And you notice, uh, I think, Ozzy, you probably were the closest because you were in the front of the cart. You notice that one of the pumpkins hit the cart and has spattered on the farmer who was driving the cart. Nobody had really been paying that close attention to him up till now, but when you see this, you all look at him and you see that he's gone completely rigid and his hands are white knuckled on the reins and you see his head is kind of back and he's switching. And as you watch, his eyes begin to go white and that blue sigil begins to appear in the center of his head. Man. Um, My son. Oh, butts. 
JTL yells to Ozzy, quick, from your, from your pack, give me one of the pumpkins. From my pack? You run to your pack and open it up, and inside <laughs> we see a number of small decorative gourds. One of the things that you guys have discovered over the last couple months, when Pumpkins was fighting with Fortinbras, she used a pumpkin to kind of like burn the, the sigil on his forehead. And one of the things that you found, when you run into these corrupted, if you can get something on their head quick enough, you can draw the poison out before it fully takes them over. And one of the things that you found that works really well are small decorative gourds. So I, I'm trying to get a, a gourd to Jathiel. That's what I'm trying to do, right? Yeah. So I'm gonna run to the pack. I'm gonna grab it, like like throw a gourd up in the air, and then just like wang it at her with my cleaver, <laughs> like a tennis racket. Uh, part of the haste the- in this situation is not just the fact that this guy is being turned; it's the fact that Iadar cannot remember that this is a possibility, and <laughs> it is a it is every single time it is a race between getting the gourd to the the to the the potential victim and Iadar skewering them before they can be cured. <laughs> they, this has no. been explained to him no. every single time, and he is just morose and repentant after every mistake, and it still <laughs> happens every time. Uh, no. Theo knows it's going to happen, and I, I stand up quickly. I'd be like, Eodar, there's a spot on your hair of dirt. <laughs> <laughs> there, Eodar, right there. Like, turns mid, mid-jog and is flipping around trying to figure out what, what's gotten into his hair. Nice. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, I feel like you guys have gotten sort of this routine set now at this point. Like, you know that when this happens, Ozzy, you get the pumpkins. Theo, you distract Yadar. <laughs> um, and so JTL catches the pumpkin out of the air. This, with a quick flick of her knife, she cuts the, the stem end out of it and then slaps it against this farmer's forehead. And you see him, he's like struggling. She's like holding it against his forehead. There's like puffs of steam that come out of it. And it begins to like burn and bubble in her hand. But finally she yanks it away from his forehead and it just crumbles as ash away. But he's fine. He's gaunt. What he's like, he's like completely pale, sweating, but the sigil has disappeared from his forehead and he kind of slumps over onto his father. Oh, that's right. The pumpkins. <laughs> Every time. Also, the spot's gone. You, you got it. Good job. Thank you. I appreciate you looking <laughs> out for me. Hey, hey, hey. You represent us. We represent you. You know, we got to look good. That's why I added the scarf. <laughs> Look good, feel good, right. fight good. I added this red scarf. It's like the bright red scarf. And I'm like, yeah, no, it's the fling. Ah, it feels good. Feels right? good. <laughs> right? Drip is important. Oh, very handsome. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, is, my, is my son all right? I mean, he'll probably have long-term psychological damage. He'll probably relive this moment in his nightmares for the rest of his lo- short human life but other than that yeah <laughs> oh my God. i want to speak to the one with the meat cleaver <laughs> uh, uh, well, i mean yes of course what what can i do for you well no just just some words of encouragement would be great <laughs> oh uh let's see here um look good fight good think good <laughs> very <Whoa>. close <laughs> Very nice. close. Okay, well, we're, we're going to go. <laughs> I feel just, like that is just, the perfect... Just like waving, like standing with one foot on a rock, you know, so I have that Captain Morgan pose. <laughs> Ta-ta! <laughs> <laughs> we'll tell your story! 
as they ran away. <laughs> the cart tears off into the night, uh, off towards Bree, and you all watch them go, knowing that they'll be safe, and then begin to make your way back to town as well. You also were heading to Bree, but on foot. We cut to the village of Bree. It's night has fallen. The streets are far more empty than they ever have been. So Ozzy, you're from here. The streets are far emptier than you've ever seen them. The fear of- Finally, that prancing pony has gone out of business. <laughs> you say, as you walk past the prancing pony, you hear the voices and music of just a huge crowd of people inside the inn. Oh. But you don't go inside. <laughs> you continue down a dark alley to the sign of the Gray Have Inn, which for the uh. first time, in years is open. <laughs> a proper establishment. You push the doors open, you walk inside the inn, and Ozzy, you are immediately greet like you you push the doors open. There's not a ton of people inside, but there are people inside, and your mom <laughs> and sister immediately just like grab you from either side, give you a big hug, and then uh, and then pull you and the rest of the party into the inn. Hooray! Yay! Yeah. I've brought radishes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can make something good with that. Yes. <laughs> so some pumpkins I picked up on the side of the road. I, I ABC. <laughs> that's one of the mottos of this party. Always bring a cook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work in Quenya, but it's, you know, in common, it's very good. So, Ozzy, your mother, she gives you a big hug, and then she lets go of the hug, and she says, All right, now that's enough That's enough uh, sentimentality. Why don't you get in the kitchen? We've got people, we've got hungry mouths. <laughs> aye, aye. <laughs> and so, Ozzy, you head back. What we see in the inn is it's still a little bit under, it's still in a little bit of disrepair. The floors are rough, the tables and, and chairs, some of them are broken, missing legs and stuff like that. But the inn is very much in business again. And the people that we see inside are a lot of the people who we who you rescued from, from the cage in that Fortinbras was holding captive. The people who were kidnapped from the Shire, from Bree, from the surrounding area, they've come back here to rest and recuperate before making their ways back to their homes. And it's been enough uh, you know, it's been enough business that the inn has basically reopened now back under your family's management. And in the in your time in the last few weeks trying to find and save pumpkins, you've kind of been using this place as a bit of a home base. And so you're all greeted warmly by Ozzy's family and you come in into the inn to, you know, rest and recuperate a little bit before you go out trying to find pumpkins again. The night passes relatively like relatively in relative comfort. Ozzy, you whip up a nice radish soup, which is a, you know, a moderate hit amongst the amongst the patrons. Um, Stop being so we modest. Meet, <laughs> and we, we meet back up with the party after everything is sort of quieted down. It's later in the evening. The main room of the inn is dark. And the four of you are sitting around the fire, talking, you know, drinking, talking, and trying to figure out what your next move is. It's actually just the three of you. JTL got in and she knows Ozzy that you don't like going to the uh, to the prancing pony and that Theo and uh and Iadar out of you know out of loyalty don't frequent that place as well but that's where all of the people who might have information is so she has taken it upon herself to go there and and check uh what the story is 
so the three of you are sitting around <laughs> having a having a little bit of a smoke, some pipe weed, when the door to the inn bursts open and JTL comes in, followed by Alexi, and she is dragging by the collar a peddler. He has got a big pack that's like full of like goods in it. And he says, you know, you hear him saying, oh, I don't want to go in this place. This place sucks. I want to take me back to the Prancing Pony. I was in the middle of a beer. And oh, wow. she says, quiet. Rude. Tell them what you told me. Um, Why? And she just kind of like she kind of lowers her eyes and glares at him. And Alexi just gives this low growl. And he says, oh, OK. All right. Um, I was just talking to my friend and uh, on the road. Uh, I was on the road from the uh, uh, from the from the east. And I just happened to see like a weird big pumpkin patch. I don't know why you're so interested in this. Mm. Mm. I feel like we forgot to introduce JTL. Uh, and I think the only really relevant introduction that is needed is that uh, on her first appearance, Steph's first reaction was, step on me. <laughs> <laughs> step on my face. No, I think it was to step on me. Uh, <laughs> I, I like my face unstepped on. But you can step on the rest of me. Woo! Did you play this? No, she's just, she was like an NPC from Hobbit oh, okay. Queen 2. Okay. A very yeah. uh, forceful personality as demonstrated in this scene which is what made me yes. think of it. Iodar stands up, walks over to him and says, so you saw a pumpkin patch. Um, yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I take that road out, out east pretty often, but like, this was a big one and it was, it kind of came out of nowhere. It wasn't, certainly wasn't there the last time I was on that road. Hmm. Uh, he looks very intimidating. Then he leans over to JTL and says, I don't get it. Oh my God. Ozzy takes out his, cutting board shield and some radishes and starts menacingly chopping vegetables. <laughs> uh, I, uh, Theo pulls out a map and walks over to the guy and is like, pulling out the map, be like, all right, where exactly did you see the pumpkin pad? Oh, uh, okay. And he like looks on the map and he like traces his finger along it and he's like, oh, it was like around here. And he like circles an area not too far from Bree, maybe a day's, a day's travel from Bree. Right. On the road, the uh, east-west road heading east. And and then I'm going to, like, look in the area around it. Like, is there a cave or another location that she would be able to hide in? Ooh, give me... Okay, so I think let's go ahead and make the first roll of the game. Yeah, give the me a roller. lore roll. Lore? Do I even have lore? Yeah. So that is under wits. So the way that rolling in this game works is you roll 1d12 mm -hmm. and however many d6s as you have ranks in lore. If you don't have any ranks in lore, then you'll just have to, then you'll only roll the d12. So if you look down below that in the list of skills below there, you should have lore and it should, it may or may not have any boxes. Yes, there. yes. Okay, I have lore, I have one box. Okay, so that means you'll roll the d12 because you'll always roll a d12 and then you add one d6 because you have one rank in that. Okay. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to get the numbers that you roll to equal or pass the target number okay. under wits. My target number is a 13 and I got a nine plus five, so. Hey. All right. Woo. So nice. You look at the map, you look at that area. You guys have been traveling or venturing around like you're Theo, you are a far more adventurous hobbit than most hobbits. So you know the area pretty well. The area that he's circling or that he's circled on the map, there like there aren't any caves or anything like that around there. But what you do know is on the road, right around where he's circled, is an old ruined inn 
that's named the that's called the Forsaken Inn. Everybody mm. around here calls it the Forsaken Inn. It was abandoned long ago, but it still stands on the road, and travelers sometimes use it to just like as a place to crash on their way uh, east. Although there aren't many travelers going east these days anymore, so it's just mainly abandoned. Um, but it's right. That's the one thing that you know of that's right in that area where he's circled on the map. I'll, I'll kind of like with my finger point, like you know, tap it a couple times and get Jathio attention, like giving her that like hmm look. She she looks at the same area on the map and she just kind of nods like she understands. And then at that at this point, she says she like pats the guy hard on the back and she says, "Thank you. You you can go now." And he's like, "Oh, okay." And he like staggers out of the inn on his way back to the prancing pony. No, but you don't I, I, want I, some soup. No, no. I I, sli- <laughs> I slightly say it like almost under my breath or, or or loud enough so he could hear. Like, does doesn't he know about the worms in the beer at that place? <laughs> <laughs> And then just kind of like, oh, well, and like walk away. <laughs> he, you're like, you see yeah, him, totally he, gets the, rumor. he gets to the doorway. <laughs> he hears about the worms. You tell, you ask him about the soup and he said, and he just like kind of stands there for a minute and he says, I'm going home. And he just walks off in a completely different direction. <laughs> uh, standing on a chair, Captain Morgan pose again. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I sort of glumly slide the vegetables into a trash bin. Ah! (laughs) Why would you do that? Idar is standing off to one side, looking confused. (laughs) So, we need pumpkins for some reason? (laughs) (laughs) Who's who's going to explain it to him? I can't have this conversation again. Pumpkin. One of you please explain this to him. Remember the person we're trying to find? Her name is Pumpkin. And she loves uh-huh. pumpkins. Uh-huh. And if anyone was going to grow pumpkins in a forsaken area, it would be the evil version. Pumpkin? Oh. <laughs> because of pumpkins? Got it. You don't. Oh, no, that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. When do we leave? First light. All right. Well, you should all sleep. <laughs> you, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I'm done. I'm going to go do that right now. So I think unless anybody has anything they want to do, I think we can cut to the next morning. I got to clean the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Even though you have to clean the kitchen, it is such a joy being back in your family's home after the years <laughs> that you spent like slumming it at the prancing pony. It is it is not a chore. It is a joy. Um, the next right. morning we see, we see all of you on the road heading out of Bree. You've gotten, now you've gotten ponies or horses and you are making good time on the road heading east towards the Forsaken Inn. You expect at the rate that you're going, you'll probably get there by maybe evening, which isn't great to go into a haunted Forsaken pumpkin patch, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. As you're making your way down the road, you've been traveling for most of the day. It's the early afternoon. You are coming through a grove of trees when Alexi, JTL's wolfhound, begins growling. You already had your lunch, dog. You guys know from the time that you spent together that this dog has sort of a danger sense a little bit. And so JTL, like, you know, reins in the horse. She puts up her hand to, like, gesture in warning for all of you. And as the horse stops, as your horses stop, you hear the sound of fighting coming from around the bend in the road. Ooh. Like the sound of weapons. Whoa, snickerdoodle. I put up my scarf. Gives me more of a ninja. <laughs> and I'll be like, let's go. 
You know what I wish? I wish that the men and hobbits of Bree gave their horses more noble names, because it's very hard to ride into battle on a horse named Snickerdoodle and feel <laughs> the full weight of, of my martial prowess. Well, it, it matters on how you say it, right? I This is not my first rodeo on, on Snickerdoodle, and believe me, <laughs> Snickerdoodle does not respond to any of the sobriquets that I have given him. <laughs> so you just gotta do like this. Make haste, flea bag! And I slap my horse. <laughs> <laughs> so Theo goes trotting, like Theo's pony rears back and then begins charging forward down the road. Ozzy, what are you doing? So I was eyeing Iodar out of the corner of my eye, trying to like preempt his move. Um, <laughs> when Theo just like makes the end run and start like goes everywhere so I'm just like what the and like the <laughs> <laughs> oh like Theo's going to get as close as he can and then when he sees things you'll see that he's no longer on this horse like just the horse is by itself <laughs> and he's like in the bushes somewhere like uh-huh oh there's a lot of big people Woo. <laughs> so I'm I'm on a horse right cuz I'm a, a person like a human yeah. So like I'm just like no like I can't have this right I got to be the leader so like I, I rear my horse like I'm, I go after this pony and I get to it and find out that it's completely riderless and now I'm just like yep. fuck <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I think Iadar will follow sweet he, he will encourage Snickerdoodle but he refuses to call the horse Snickerdoodle while charging because that's not a sufficiently like cool name. So he's charging the horse uh, while calling it things like, you know, Silver Flash and uh, Hazel Mane and Spear Butt and I mean, uh, I, uh, Leg Day. I feel like you, and you, you try to get the horse to charge by saying like, onward, Silver Flash, and it just doesn't respond. Every name you give it, it's just like continue, it like reaches down, clips a little bit of grass. It's just sort of standing there. <laughs> After a couple of tries, I will finally be like, ho, snickerdoodle. <laughs> and it rears back and charges forward. I owe sick snickerdoodle. <laughs> Snickerdoodle's got jokes. Yeah, I like, you, I like snickerdoodle already. Ozzy and Iadar, you two come around the corner. Theo, you disappear into the bushes, but you're peeking out. And you see around the bend in the road, a smaller figure, a little bit taller than a hobbit, wearing a bright blue cloak. Uh, is fighting with two orcs. He has an axe, and he's swinging this axe, like trying to drive these orcs back with his with his axe. Uh, I kick Snickerdoodle in the in the sides and tell him, "Hero time, Snickerdoodle!" Um, I get him charged up at full speed, and then as he gets once he gets close, I stand up on the saddle. Oh, nice. And do a flying leap through the air, spear forward towards one of the orcs. Oh, that oh, is man. cool. All right. Let's get a combat <laughs> proficiency spears roll. Um, the orc has a parry value of one, which means it adds one to your target number, to the strength target number that you need to roll to attack this guy. So what's what's its parry? Its parry is a plus one, so it adds one to your target number. Okay, there we go. Great success. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, five Don't damage. Clap. Oh, okay. Let's let's spend <laughs> my. Uh, nice. <laughs> hold on. Nice, Ozzy. So I will do a heavy blow. 
Okay. Are you targeting the one that this person is is fighting currently, or the other one that's sort of hanging back a little bit from fighting? The, the okay. Uh, so that is eleven damage. <laughs> All right. So you race in into combat up on your horse. You leap off, and we get this. Yeah, we get this like slow motion in the air spear attack from above. You see the orc. This orc is not one of the corrupted. It does not have the blue sigil on its forehead and its eyes are clear. And you know that because it looks at you, it locks eyes with you and its eyes go completely round as you <laughs> slam into this thing from above. The orc crumples into a heap on the ground, still alive by one hit point, oh. uh, but very, very, very badly hurt. Ozzy, Theo, what are you two doing? Which of these orcs is closest to me? There's only one more orc left, and it's on the other side of Yadar uh, and this person on the road. Okay, so is, is like the, the mortally wounded but not yet dead one on like my side? Yeah, I guess it would be. So, Theo, what, what's your horse's name again? <laughs> Fleabag. Your ponies? <laughs> Fleabag? <laughs> okay. So, so I've, you know, I've caught up to Fleabag, and I, I'm trying to like still be charging into this fight, but I'm also trying to keep Fleabag between me and the orc. <laughs> so, like, you're using like Fleabag as a bodyguard, <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> so I'm trying to make it look like I'm still like like running, but my horse is like not slower than a pony, right? So I'm like running into every single bush that I can find. <laughs> but like, still steer this horse over, like, so like as we get close to it, I'm starting to like nudge the like Fleabag so it runs over the injured orc. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, that's interesting. All right. The old trample hooves. Nice. Yeah. But um, keeping me oh, at a safe yeah. distance. Yes. Smart. Go ahead and give me a roll. I want you to make a, I think a travel roll makes sense for this. Because, you know, you're using your horse, like trying to get your horse to, to do what you want. Yeah, let's get a travel roll for this. It's travel skills. I dig it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You're going you're gonna to have to help me out. So I've got... The target number is 15. Travel, I've got okay. three little diamonds. All right. Okay. So then you'll roll 1d12 plus 3d6s. And then you want to meet or pass your target number. <laughs> oh. oh. Oh my. Oh no. <laughs> spiteful. This spiteful fucking dice roller. <laughs> what you roll? Seven. A 12. Uh, that is a, a Sauron. Oh. A, a six with a Tangwar, a four, and a two for a total of 12, which I don't think hits your target number, does it? <laughs> no, it's 15. So you you try to get uh, Fleabag, <laughs> like you try to, to bumper cars Fleabag into running over this orc, but Fleabag, <laughs> Fleabag has got a little bit of an attitude. You bumper car Fleabag <laughs> and it bumper cars you back. You don't get a, you don't get a name you like go, Fleabag for being nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair point. <laughs> <laughs> and your horse ends up veering off to the other side of uh, of Iadar and uh, and this this cloaked figure, and just you're kind of like turned around and out of commission for a second. Theo, what do you do? I'm gonna try to sneak my way towards the one that's still. Well, one looks. Should I try to like steal the a Jude's kill? Just like, <laughs> <laughs> just like out of the bush, you just see a dagger go. <laughs> <laughs> you can. I'll do that. Can I do that? Because I think it's funny. All right. Then give me uh, give me your swords uh, combat proficiency. So you do uh, roll 1d12 and 2d6. Okay. Yep. And then that, and then that's under the proficiency, but I don't add any of the other thingies, right? Nope. Yeah. Just you don't add anything that. else, and you want to hit your strength target number. Which is really high. 
Because <laughs> you're weak like me. Yeah. Okay, so 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 15, 16. Damn. 16, and my thing is an 18. So this would be a great time to remind everybody that you guys also have a store of points called Hope. Basically, when you, you can spend Hope points to give yourself an extra D6 on a roll. And essentially, because this is a one, like they would normally, they would refresh Sort of you can like you can refresh them periodically, but because this is a one shot, you should just like use them up. So if you want you to, have you have to can do that add before an... you roll, right? <laughs> I'm okay to be a little loosey goosey on it. I um, didn't know about it. <laughs> yeah, In certainly theory, for the first we time. We were pretty loose about it. Yeah, yeah. Right, certainly I, because we haven't really I definitely want to right? use it. I'm I'm like 16. <laughs> I'm two away. Yeah. So go ahead and spend one of your hope points and add an extra d6. Okay. Okay. So I got a. Three. So, all right. Yeah. Nice. So, your hand comes out from the bush and just skewers this this orc. It gives a, a squeal and then a gasp and falls dead. The other orc, which this had happens been... to my this happens all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Very weird. Uh, under the leaves. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> the other orc sees now that it is deeply uh, outnumbered and just turns tail and begins to flee. Like it, it crashes into the bushes and begins to flee completely from uh, uh I from turn the to fight. the cloaked figure and I say, excuse me one moment. And I do a very like elegantly executed like lunge and stick my, my spear into the bush where it ran from and try and get this guy in the kidneys as he runs away. All right, let's get another roll. Give me a spears roll. I just gotta say, I love the fact that this is shaping up to be like Iadar doing all of the heavy fighting and me and Theo trying to poach all of his kills. Yep. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's our battle strategy yeah. right now. Yep. Well, I mean, he runs into everything. He, he literally screams his name and runs into the battle. Why mess with a good thing? <laughs> I rolled a Sauron, but because I rolled with hope, I still managed to get him. And you got I rolled two sixes. Two which is, sixes. Which makes it an extraordinary success. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, so I will spend heavy. Damn. All right. So 17 damage. This, this orc oh. begins to flee into the woods, and you just do a full lunge, one hand, like you hold your spear at the very end and just do a full lunge, almost like a fencing lunge with the spear. And <laughs> we don't see what happens, but we hear a squeal from the bushes and then the sound of a, of an orc like tumbling into the undergrowth and then silence. I give the spear a good yank to draw it out and then whip it back through the trees, like spraying blood and cerebral <laughs> fluid everywhere. <laughs> And then bring the butt of the spear back down next to me and turn towards the hooded figure. Hi. You're welcome. The hooded figure reaches up and like pulls his cloak back and you see a youngish dwarf with bright red hair. And he says, I know that was that was quite a show. I, I really appreciate your help here. Well, like I said, you're welcome. We're always happy to kill orcs. Yeah, I come out of the bushes. <laughs> I mean, the, my leaves. You come out of the bushes and he looks over at you and he goes, Theo? Theo Fleetfoot? Is that you? Is that, what's his name? BT or? This is your friend, BT, Baras Tour. He is an, a dwarven treasure hunter with whom you've adventured in the past. BT! He was there. Uh, <laughs> and he yeah. like throws yeah, his arms yeah. wide. Ah! You guys have a big hug. It's so good to see you, lad. How have you been? Oh, you know me. Same old, same old. 
and Fortinbras and pumpkins, are they all right? Uh, no! no. <laughs> um, Brass went back home, right? Like, yeah, he went back home. Yeah, he's yeah, fine. He's doing fine. Um, unfortunately, pumpkins... Well, for values of fine that include briefly incapacitated by corruption <laughs> and then with lasting post-traumatic stress. I, 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 I give him the rundown, like, you know, like, not like, you know, like, kind of like the quick version, like, well, so Fortin Bass got taken over and Pumpkin sacrificed herself to save us all. And now she might be the cursed one that is doing this pumpkin seed, uh, pumpkin patch now. And that's, we're here to rescue her. Oh, I see. Oh, you're here to rescue her? Of course. Oh, well, then consider me, consider me a part of your party if you'll have me. Of course. We do that. The, the bro uh, so, hand, you know, like the... Yeah. You do the, the bro shake, you clasp forearms, and then he turns to, to the others and he says, oh, I'm, I'm very sorry, it's so rude of me. My name is Baras Tour, uh, but you can call me BT. Uh, Pumpkins and I are friends from way back, and I'd be happy to help if, uh, if you'll have me. Any friend of Pumpkins is a friend of mine, except the new ones, maybe not... Okay, maybe not all... Any friend... Of, no, maybe not Theo either. <laughs> Any friend of Fortinbras <laughs> is a friend of mine. <laughs> sure. Uh, well. Any friend of the three of them that is a friend of all three of them, but not just one of them. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Is a friend of mine. I, I see. Look, well, you look well, In that case, I, I, I would be your friend then. So it's, it's a oh. pleasure to meet you. <laughs> I, I am Iodorf Listabalian of Linden. I'm very pleased to make your acquaintance. My people of old had a very uh, fond relationship with the dwarves, and I, I myself, as a messenger for my king, have had many, many dealings with the dwarves. So I am pleased to make your acquaintance. He's very, very pleased to meet you as well. He looks over at you, Theo, and he says, now why could not all the elves we met before be as nice as this one? <laughs> Tell me about it. I mean... Right, and then Ozzy he turns to you and he bows and he says, uh, "He says, Baras Tour at your service." So, I was just thinking, I, Ozzy, having so thoroughly missed <laughs> and messed up, right, like basically overshot and like wound up in shadows, and then just like was like ah, and then took out his uh, boatswain's call and was just like ah, tweet. <laughs> 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 and turned around and like to come back when cerebral and blood fluid splattered all over him. Oh no! no. <laughs> and he's just like so thoroughly like dejected from all of this. He's just like lurking in the shadows, trying to clean goop off Ugh. of them, like watching everyone else get the glory. <laughs> I really hope you didn't use like poison ivy to wipe that off. Oh, your face. that'd be so great. Oh, no. <laughs> Given so the role, itchy. I probably did. <laughs> But anyway, when he when he looks over at me, like I'm like, oh crap, he saw me. Oh <laughs> 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 yeah, Zeke, is your guy a, a human or or what? Is, what was he? I forgot. Yeah, yeah, human. human. Okay. Yeah, one of the men of Bree. So I come out and I and I say, I at yours as well. <laughs> oh no! Oh, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't. I don't. I don't mean to seem too forward, but you, you've got a bit of uh, gunk on your face. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know if Big, you noticed. I'm trying to wipe it off with my shield. Fluid there, <laughs> and end up just like hitting myself in the face with like hardwood. Oh. No, oh. <laughs> buddy. 
I think having so you know we we get a you know we get a little bit of you guys sort of catching up with BT and you you fill him in on the plan that you guys are going to the Forsaken Inn to try and find pumpkins because you think she's going to be there and he's on board. We cut to the exterior of the Forsaken Inn. The inn itself is not huge. It was probably a large, it honestly was probably about the size of the Prancing Pony. A large dining room or great room downstairs and then bedrooms up above. The building itself is clearly, has not been, like has, is in disrepair and has clearly not been inhabited for many, many years. The roof upstairs has collapsed in. The wood posts that hold up the porch over it are all rotten and you can see that somebody at some point has like carved stuff into them. The windows are all broken out. Um, giving sort of the appearance of like a skull with empty eye sockets. Um, and all around the the inn are creeping pumpkin vines. They stretch all the way over onto the road. They spill out over over into the road. Um, they sort of are just a tangle of vines and leaves. And you can see that the pumpkins that are growing in them are growing misshapen and rotten, like rotten on the vine mm -hmm. in this horrible twisted pumpkin patch all around this inn. And in fact, as you get closer in the the lowering light of evening, you can see that the vines of these pumpkins actually stretch up through the windows, through the broken windows and into the building. You can't really see what's inside the building, but the vines go up and in through the windows and through the open door. I have to say, I'm going to have to tell pumpkins that this is not her best work. <laughs> these are not handsome gourds. Do, um, do any of the pumpkins have like that blue glow to them? Or, or like the, 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 the vines? Like, you know, like, is that like where it's getting pumped yeah. in? I want to know that because I don't want to step on a damn pumpkin. <laughs> you take your sword. Very good thinking. You take your sword and you lift up one of the leaves. Like you go to like poke at one of the pumpkins, but you lift one of the leaves. And as like, you know, pumpkins have those big sort of wide, broad leaves. As you lift it up, you see underneath the veins of the plant are all sort of glowing faintly blue. With that same blue from the sigil on their forehead. And when you skewer one of the pumpkins, there's again that little puff of blue. It's almost like seeing like spores coming off of a mushroom. When you skewer it, there's like a, just a little puff of blue glowing particles that comes mm -hmm. out of this pumpkin. Okay. So I'm like, don't dislike step on it <laughs> or get these on you. Everyone make a an awareness roll. So this is under your strength. This is a strength skill. Um, but everybody make me an awareness roll. Oh, man. It's gonna be hard. Boom. 19. Nice. 18 on the dot. Nice. <laughs> Yay. Uh, 13, which is also below my target number. number. No. No, oh, below. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, Ozzy, <laughs> you're you looking at this place. <laughs> it's, it's like I should be the himbo this round. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, Ozzy, as, as a hotelier, as somebody who had an aspirations of opening a resort uh, in Enuminous, I think you're looking at this place and you just see the possibility of this place. It is a blank canvas ready for you to approve. It's a great location. Definitely. Yeah, pick it up for a steal. Yeah. It's haunted. You could get it for a couple of pumpkins, probably. The Grave Have the Grey Have Cottage. The Grey Have Bed and Breakfast. Yeah. Yes. Iadar and Theo, as you look at this place, you're looking at the pumpkin patch and both of you notice that there is, like you're trying to figure out how you guys are gonna get up to this place. You notice that there is a path where somebody has clearly walked through the pumpkin patch because you can see where the vines and leaves have been pushed aside so that somebody was able to pass through this patch without 
stepping on any of the pumpkins or getting touched by the blue stuff. And you, as you look at it, you see it goes all the way to the door. Can they hear a fell voice on the wind? Mm. Yes. <laughs> so you hear pumpkin lumpkin hoopity doop. Watch okay. where you go or you'll step on blue goop. <laughs> Guys, this place even comes with a house band. <laughs> <laughs> You are deeply untrustworthy around <laughs> retail property. <laughs> Investment properties. <laughs> Real estate. Oh As God. I recall, you also had some dubious opinions about some haunted property the last time we were out <laughs> adventuring. Still think it would have worked. I will carefully <laughs> pick my way down the path indicated by these, you know, with where this this path has been. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll follow. I'm stoked to get inside so, this place. <laughs> wonder what the decor looks so like. You... It's got good bones. <laughs> <laughs> you think the wallpaper still stays? <laughs> <laughs> we just tear up this. We tear up this linoleum. I'm sure there's hardwood underneath there. It'll be great. Um, you pick your way through the pumpkin patch, following the path, and you make it to the front door of the inn without any any issue. Whoever has created this path did a good enough job that you don't even it, you don't even have a close call. Of, of encountering these pumpkins. As you get up, you walk up onto the porch of this place. It has a broad porch that stretches the entire length of the, the front of the inn. And you look through the, the open front door. The door has long since fallen off his hinges and is laying somewhere inside the, the great room of the inn. Looking through, you see that the pumpkin vines come through the window and seem to be on the walls, like creeping up the walls and even into some of the, the ceiling of this place. The majority of the floor of the lower level is open and you can see some like broken down tables and an old bar at one end of the of the room that's still standing rotten like the wood looks rotten but still very much standing where it would have been back in the old days. You don't see anybody, you don't hear any movement from inside. Mm-hmm. I'm going to propose a plan of action. Can it not be you screaming your name and going in right now because I think that would not No, no. For <laughs> once I have a different plan. Okay. I would like Should to I hear this it? plan. No, no, no. Tell me the plan first. Oh, I was going to scream insults about pumpkins, about how they are the worst, <laughs> the worst plants, yeah. and see if we can lure her out. But they make a great pie. What if they didn't? Can't, what, but they do. But these ones wouldn't. It's, <laughs> it's, it's strategery. That's not what the pie is called. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what a strategery pie is. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, neither do I. That's it's, the point. It's a pumpkin it's pie. Conception. <laughs> conception pie. Oh no, that's a that's a different thing. <laughs> Ozzy's really stretching into this himbo roll. <laughs> I'm just excited for the vegetable garden already established in this investment property. <laughs> Heirloom yes. pumpkin. I just I just, I just yeah. hope it's organic. <laughs> do people count as organic? Sure. <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna do it. No, I, I'm uh, gonna say like 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 Theo's like I can't not. I mean, it's not a bad. And I guess we bring her out. Boy, look at these shitty plants. Whoever thought to plant pumpkins, the dumbest of all gourds, <laughs> and gourds at all. Gourds are gourds. Are, you could have planted potatoes or tomatoes. Or heck, even peas, which are so much cooler. 
<laughs> Did you like, I like peas? So I think you need to make a roll. There's not a. I think you can <laughs> make a couple a start of different roles. Roll. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, there's not a start shit roll. I think you could make. Uh, How about song? I have song. Persuade. I mean, are you persuade. are you singing it? Because yeah, otherwise, I think persuade is going to be the role. Okay. Well, did you that's craft go badly? A, a I have no song? persuade. Okay. <laughs> uh, yes, I will. I I will form it into a song, you could, all about how crummy pumpkins are. I want to hear it. An, it. It could be an insult battle. <laughs> yeah, like an insult a rap, rap battle. Rap battle. <laughs> yeah. Pumpkins are the word. <laughs> My name is Pumpkins, and right. I'm here to say. Yeah. yeah. I, all right. I'll, I'll make it a song. That's yeah. I, I, I do want to hear this. I do want to hear this. He's just gonna sing gibberish in like el, like Elvish, and we're not. None of us will know. Uh, yeah, that's a thirteen. So I fail. A failure. Okay. Yeah. Well, then let's um, hear your. Let's hear the song, but like, let's hear how bad it is. Uh, pumpkins are dumb. <laughs> it's a rule of thumb that. Fruit is better because the insides are wetter. No, wait. Um, <laughs> gourds are boring. I don't know what you, rhymes you with feel, boring. That's not that's you appropriate feel a hand for on this your shoulders. And you look you look over and and BT is standing next to you and he just kind of shakes his head head sadly and says, "That's that's that's all right, Sonny. You can stop now." <laughs> uh, the, Theo's kind of like on the floor kind of giggling like trying to hide it like <laughs> Ozzy's feeling a lot better about himself right now <laughs> <laughs> you hear the sound of a creaking floorboard from somewhere inside the inn but you don't see any movement and nothing comes out I'm starting to think about clearing some of these vines tidying up the place if we cut them she'll probably get my also, bats are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Is that something? You like, yeah, I'll take my cleaver, start like clearing some vines. Okay. You take out your cleaver and you start just like hacking through the vines. When you cut through them, there is a like the the juice that comes out from the inside of the vines is a little bit of that blue glow. It's kind of like cutting open a broken, like an old glow stick that's almost at the end of its of its light. But yeah, you just start hacking through the vines. There's sort of like blue bits spraying everywhere. Are you focusing on the vines that are going inside the inn or the ones that are outside? Are we inside the inn right now? I think we're out. You guys are on we're the I think we're outside like on the porch. Okay, no, so I'm just trying to like clear the veranda and have like a nice draping effect so there'll be shade in like a hot summer's day. <laughs> okay. Stop making it lovely. <laughs> <laughs> so you begin gardening. Um <laughs> And this is very you, quaint like, now. Damn it. <laughs> you hack through one particularly big pumpkin vine that stretches through the the open window of the place. And when you do, you all hear this sort of groaning sound from inside the inn. <laughs> Live in staff. <laughs> uh, is there another vine nearby that's of similar size? Mm -hmm. There's one that goes through the other win the window on the other side of the porch. Uh, I'm going to stab it with my spear. You stab this vine. There's a spray of blue ichor from inside of it. And you hear another sort of groaning sound from inside. And then the sound of something like of a, either a footstep or something on something hitting the, the beams, like the, the floorboards inside the inn. 
you still don't see any movement. Hmm. I feel like you guys at this point hear a voice from inside. I am vengeance. I am the knight. <laughs> I am Bat Hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to go with the Darkwing deck, but that was. <laughs> <laughs> Who's there knocking at my door? Oh. Well, well, I suppose that, that confirms that she's inside. What, 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 what are we going to do about this? Uh, we're door-to-door uh, vegetable sellers. We see that you have uh, a real problem with weeds out here, and we thought we might sell you a better vegetable. <laughs> <laughs> you may not want to hang around for too long. I cannot control my children. I don't understand the hang thing. <laughs> Because pets hang upside down. You see. <laughs> <laughs> what? If you would come into my foyer, you could observe it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really confused right now. Um, Can someone help him? <laughs> Pumpkins, will you just come out here so we can talk? <laughs> I can't hear you. Uh, maybe, maybe we should go in, get get a tour. You just want to look you at you just want to look at the, the interior. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to yes. check the floorboards. I know you. <laughs> no, that's not not just. I I too want to save pumpkins. This hand called mahogany in here. No, he's like <laughs> through the door. Uh, All right. Ozzy, are you really going inside? Ozzy in. <laughs> okay. So, I, I Ozzy, look at you BT go in. like, I look at BT like, uh. Uh. <laughs> All right. So you all step inside the inn. It's dark. It's smelly. Like, obviously this place, the, the moisture has gotten into this place. So there is sort of a scent of mildew and also a very strong scent of rotten pumpkins in this place. Your eyes adjust to the to the gloom here in this lower, what used to be the dining room of the inn, now is just sort of a ruin. And you see that the walls, the interior walls, all of them are covered in those vines. It's thickly hanging like drapes along all of the walls. And as you look closely, you see that um, right by the door, right inside the door, like you look back, right next to the door is a big clump of pumpkin vines with you know, big leaves and rotten gourds hanging off of it on the wall. And you see that entwined, ensnared in the pumpkin vines is a skeleton. See, it does have good bones. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Bazinga! That was good. <laughs> that was good. See, pumpkins, and that's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> and at that point, oh, at that moment, <laughs> there is that same sound of something hitting the floorboards and I need all of you. Oh, well, yeah. I need all of you to give me an athletics role. Oh man. Why is it going to be strength again? Success. All right. I mean, you can tell me if this would make sense at this point too, but I was thinking I have scan <gasps> and I'd definitely be sizing this place up when I got inside of it. Damn it. Okay. Give in that case, give me a scan roll instead. Oh, nice. See, <laughs> there you go. Oh, well, no, maybe not so much. <laughs> no, it's not, because I needed a 13. What did you get? <laughs> what, did you... <laughs> what did you get? 11? Oh, oh man. Okay. Hope. 
Yeah, I'm upset that this oh, this man. thing is so high because I got an 18 and I rolled a 17, which is just bullshit. Oh. Which is just bullshit. <laughs> hope. All right. Too bad you can't spend hope. I know, but I don't want to waste the hopes yeah. on. I, I was hoping, like, the hope. I'm probably what I'm gonna fight because my. I mean, to hit anything is gonna be so hard for me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't see anything special. So should I do the athletics roll now? Then. Um. Yeah. Give me the athletics roll, but unfortunately, because you didn't pass your scan, I need you to add plus one to your target number on this one. Okay, I'm gonna throw a hope onto my athletics roll because all right, there's I, I don't think oh, there's wait. a mathematical possibility of me beating it with. <laughs> <laughs> well, total is fourteen. Yeah, didn't make it. Okay, so you all come through the door. You look. You look around the the inn, you see this skeleton entwined in the vines on the inside of the door. And then suddenly there is this sound of something moving across the floorboards. And Ozzy and Theo, Ozzy, Theo, and BT, you all, your legs are knocked out from underneath you. You hit the ground and you look down and you see pumpkin vines entwining against your feet. And Iadar, as you watch, all three of them are lifted up off the ground by these pumpkin vines and dragged up towards the ceiling. And when you look up to follow them, you see hanging in the center of the room like a chandelier is a giant bat that is, of course, pumpkins. Hello. (laughs) That was definitely hardwood, and this is a quite vaulted ceiling. (laughs) So, Ozzy, Theo, BT, you guys are pulled off the ground by these vines, yanked up into the air, and uh, Iadar, looking up, you see bat pumpkins hanging from the center of the room like a bat hanging upside down. What do you guys do? Uh, I'm going to try to like cut the thing like to get my feet out like cut the, the vines. Alright, give me a swords roll. Okay, sword roll. So, oh, I'm definitely going to do a hope because so sword is it's two and then I use the D8, right? Over the D12. Yeah, 1D12, use... 2D6, rolling against your strength target number. Strength target number. And then I'm going to definitely add in my uh, hope. So then that gives you one extra D6. Okay, so yeah. 3D6. Okay. I don't get it. 17 mm. again. You oh, man. try to cut the vines at your feet, but you have to, like, you're hanging upside down. You have to basically do, like, an upside down sit up in order to get close enough to hack at the vines and you're just being sort of shaken around by this vine as it lifts you up in the air and so you're just not able you swing but you just miss trying to get the vine. Luke made it look really easy to do that. Well he was in a stationary (laughs) position on being wiggled around. And also a lightsaber makes it a lot easier too. Ozzy what are you doing? So I had my my both wings call in my mouth when the vines (laughs) yanked me up and it went (laughs) doo Like a slide um, whistle. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, so hanging upside down, vines everywhere. I was just looking around, you know, taking by surprise. I mean, what else can I do but try and like hack at the stuff? Maybe, maybe I can yeah. try and whistle a lullaby and put the vines to sleep and they'll drop us. <laughs> hey, whatever you want to do. You can either roll your axes to try and cut yourself out, or I would say make a song roll if you're going to try and whistle a lullaby. I'll do a song roll because I got three diamond D squares that we can make jiggers. So I think right. that might, I have, I have a ridiculously high strength target number, but you know what? I'm going to be optimistic. <laughs> so roll. Um, 
So that's three, right? It. Roll through. I'll throw a hope on it. How many hope points do, do I get? You have a lot of hope. Yeah, I've used one. I'll use, I'll use another one, sure. 23. Whoa! <laughs> Dang! <laughs> that's a, damn! With All right. three I mean, Gandalf no. runes. <laughs> Whoa. With three Gandalf runes. Whoa! <laughs> So I should, you are, I should play this thing more often. <laughs> How did you get three Gandalf rune? You should have only have been rolling maximum of two D12s. Or not Gandalf rune, sorry, Tangwars. Not not Gandalf oh. runes, Tangwars. Oh, damn. Okay, well then, so yeah, each time you get one of those little T's on the D6s, that means, like, one of them means it's a great success. Two of them means it's an extraordinary success. I don't think three even has a... Thing. I just this won the like game. Let's go legendary. home. Yeah. <laughs> Pack it up. We're done. Ozzy wins. <laughs> this is like a legendary success. You start Ooh. playing. Well, what is the song that you play? Like, where is this a lullaby from your family? Is this a lullaby? Like, what is what is this song? You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna something say it just, it's from a trampler. No, it's something that like from my ancestry that just like came through um like the family that like settled the gray havens um nice like sailed sailed across the uh what, what what's the ocean there called there's something the foundling sea or i don't know whatever but yeah so like back from like the seafaring days of my ancestors like some like ocean dirge man okay i think we hear this haunting melody played on a on a bosun's call, which somehow makes it even more haunting. <laughs> and all of you have this odd vision. Like you look like Theo, you're hanging upside down. Iadar, you're looking up at Ozzy. You look at him and he has, as you hear this music, he has the countenance of a king of old. You would not be surprised if you had seen his face carved on, like, carved in a statue, even even so far as to say on one of the, as, as the face of one of the Argonoth, he has, like, you've always just thought Ozzy is just this loser from Bree, but in his <laughs> face, as you hear this music, <laughs> you see the blood of Numenor. What? Ah! Pumpkins. My shirt rips a little. <laughs> this baby Pumpkins. cat shirt. <laughs> you are hanging upside down from the ceiling. You hear, like, in your mind, you've been corrupted by the by the the sigil. Yes, I hate these people. Yes. And you spread your bat wings out above <laughs> them. You see two of them ensnared, three of them ensnared in your trap, and then you hear this music. Ooh. You remember this song. You heard it one time before as the three as as you guys were traveling upriver on the boat. Late one night as you were sailing, you know, late like early in the early evening as you were sailing north on the river, Ozzy played this song on his flute and it remember like that memory comes back to you through the darkness that's consuming your mind just a little bit. Just a crack of light in an otherwise dark place. I'm blue, how booty, how die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this tune. What a merry oh. song. <laughs> but no, I must fight against it, for I am now the darkness. <laughs> I've got a bat attitude. <laughs> 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 um, I think 
Iadar takes the opportunity. Like he he notices that everybody is sort of calmed by this. And I think that Iadar is going to take this opportunity. He has smuggled in his under his cloak, he has two of the normal pumpkins. He is going to fit one on each end of his spear and then throw and then do a run up the stairs halfway and do a leap off the end of the stairs and try and wang pumpkins in the head with the with the the, the pumpkin that is like on stuck on the end of the, of the spear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You cross the room, you're you pass underneath your comrades who are dangling upside down by the the vines and you get to the staircase that leads up to the second floor. You start to climb the staircase, you get about halfway up and you're sort of level with pumpkins at this point. Like yeah. you, you look out and she's there, spread out her bat wings uh, hanging upside down from the ceiling. I think the jump should be no problem. You're a big dude and she's not that far away. So yeah, go ahead and give me a spears roll with a plus two from pumpkins as parry. So increase your TN by two. I'm going to spend hope. I still nail it. Wow. Another I am, Eye of Sauron, but another success. Jeez. Because I am yoked as shit. <laughs> Low target number. Good roll. So you leap off of the banister. You sail through the air and you swing your spear. And the pumpkin collides with Pumpkins' forehead. And on impact, there is a sizzle. The pumpkin shatters and bits of pumpkin seed like rain down on the floor. And pumpkins, you feel the impact, not as pain, but it's just sort of a flash of light. Again, a crack of light in this dark space that is your mind in this state. And again, now the song worms its way a little bit further into your head. You remember getting Winnie the Pooh in a bush as that elk that can, you know, the corrupted elk tried to, to come for you and your friends coming to your rescue. It's just a little bit more light breaks through into that, into that dark place where your mind is, but not fully. And I feel like at this point, pumpkins, what do you do? I guess I'm going to make a combat roll. Combat. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, um, <clears throat> I'm going so to unfurl my beautiful leathery wings and I'm going to scream and say I'm all that, all that and a bag of crisps and you'll never get me alive and I take off and I sail around the room in a menacing way, making sure not to hit the wainscoting or anything because let's keep the value up of this nice property <laughs> um, and I'm going to dive bomb uh, <laughs> you're, you're welcome I'm going to dive bomb uh, Theo Fleetfoot uh oh all right. Why? <laughs> because you are my size, and I shall take you down. <laughs> All right. Let me. I will make a roll. Okay. So Theo, you are hanging upside down. You are being. You are trying desperately to cut the vines at your at your feet. When suddenly, Bat Pumpkins is like in front of you, fluttering and sort of. She's just like battering at you with with her wings um, and you feel like a scratch and a little a few trickles of blood like run down your sword arm um, as one of her bat claws has just like scratched your arm you take uh, a point of endurance damage only someone could get this sigil off my head perhaps I would stop being a bat ha <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on it 
<laughs> and so pumpkins. I'm is- just I'm just winging it now. Ooh. Oh <laughs> pumpkins is fluttering around the room like a bat trapped in a kitchen, just <laughs> round and round. And so Theo, you've just been scratched. Your your arm is bleeding. What do you What do you do? I'm gonna try to. I'm still gonna try to cut, but I'm gonna grab her leg, so that oh. if if I cut, I'm gonna like you know woof onto her. Yeah, that's that's my plan. Now. Can I do, because I want this to work, can I do two hope or can yes. I only do one? All right, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm throwing all in. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Two sixes already on my D6. Woo! Oh. 12, 13, 14, 16, 17, 18, 20, 21, 22, 26. Yes, yeah, and two woo! sixes, so that's a great, that's an extraordinary success. So you reach out, as, as Pumpkins begins to flutter away, you reach out and you snag her leg, and then with the other hand, as she pulls on you, you it's manage to get your... It's probably because now I'm not wiggling, yeah, I'm not wiggling exactly. as much, I got that stretch, I'm like, wah! And then, boom, <laughs> you slice through the, the vines, and suddenly you are being carried around the room by Pumpkins as she flies, like, in circles. The rest of you see Theo hanging from Pumpkins' ankles as, as Pumpkins flitters around the room. Ozzy, you are you are sort of getting to the end of the song. What do you what do you do now? I change to a more comical song. I'm like What's the Benny Hill? Yeah, I was saying start playing Benny Hill on your Give me another song roll. Oh, I was actually joking about that. Okay. I mean I I could. That's simply for flavor. Yeah, yeah. Um they're coming to the end of the song. Theo's flying around, attached to pumpkins. I got the meat cleaver. What do I do? So I finish up the song. Uh, I sort of come back, you know, to the realization that I haven't just been eaten by a giant bat or consumed <laughs> by a ceiling full of vines or, or mm-hmm. whatnot. I, I haven't become one of the fixtures in this fine establishment. In this vine establishment? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, do I, st- I still have my backpack full of gourds, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to like see pumpkins. I'm going to take out a gourd, and I'm going to start like winging them, like batting them at pumpkins uh, as she's flying around with Theo, just like like trying to like nail that like tennis ace or whatever it's called. Yes, okay, that's great. So when you make, when you make an attack with something that you like don't have uh, proficiency for, you basically just take your highest combat proficiency and then roll one fewer d6. So give me a combat proficiency, like give me a combat roll with uh, one fewer d6 than whatever your highest is. Okay, and how many hope do I have left? Because I'm going to use them all. <laughs> you, can't, you don't have to use all of them. You can, you can spend uh, a maximum of two per roll. I just looked it up. <laughs> okay. Uh, I definitely, I'm going to need it and I'm going to do it. 20, which beats it by two. Nice. (laughs) All right. Nice. You reach back and you undo the top of your bag and the pumpkins begin to like fall out because you're being held upside down. And as they fall, you just begin swinging (laughs) at your cleaver. (laughs) And they go sailing across the room. Um, Pumpkins, as you are flapping through the room, you feel Theo like clinging to your foot. Um, You like swipe down one claw to try and dislodge him. And then you are smacked full in the face by a pumpkin. Um, Nailed again, it! Face. <laughs> Not the money maker! <laughs> again, it's a flash of light through the dark place in your mind. And now 
you are in uh, you are in uh, you are in a dark you are running across a rooftop. Um, there is a lake in front of you, and you are being chased <laughs> by giant spiders. <laughs> you Ooh, feel and yourself greased up Ooh. And as you all go them. off the roof to get into the boat, you feel yourself being picked up by a dog um, and carried into the water. And again, <laughs> you're just having sort of this the power of friendship is beginning to break through yeah. uh, in your mind. The close-up magic of friendship. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Iadar. Okay. So there's like, it's like raining pumpkins now, right? Yes. So I am going to take my spear, I reverse it, and I plunge the, the blade into the, floor, the floorboards. Mm -hmm. I briefly make eye contact with Ozzy as I'm doing this. <laughs> um, yes, I already know what you're doing. I'm in, I'm, yeah, 100%. <laughs> I grab a bunch of the pumpkins and I jam them onto the end of the spear and then pull back like a like a like, like a, a catapult like a catapult yeah. and then I I bellow at the top of my voice <laughs> pumpkins proud for <laughs> and then release and send this barrage of pumpkins uh hurling up at pumpkins That's what do you what, what do we even find the one ring game system, what do we fucking roll in this situation? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't see a pumpkin catapult skill. Um, give me a spear. I like, roll. I like awe. Yeah, awe. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll roll spear. Slash. I mean, so funny. roll spears minus one. Roll spears minus one d6. Okay. Uh, that is a success. Yeah, success. Yeah. Okay. So you. Chung 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 chung. Put the pumpkins on the on the spear. Pull it back, and then it goes snapping forward, and the pumpkins fly up in the air directly into pumpkins' flight path. Um, <laughs> pumpkins and Theo, you are both just like spattered. Like they hurt. They're pumpkins. They're hard, but they like bounce off of you. Like Theo, you're like ah, oh, you're like they're bouncing off of you. Pumpkins. Another one hits you right in the money maker, and there's another flash of uh, there's another flash, and this time it's. You're reminded of some hobbits juggling a knobbly gourd and then some eggs and then Theo getting spack, 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 <laughs> hit in the face with some eggs. And you look down and you see Theo's face looking back at you as he clings to your, your ankle and, and you feel the, the darkness cracking. Like there are in your in the dark place that is in your mind, we see, you know, every time there's a flash of light, there's a, like a crack of light that remains in the dark space. And now the dark space all around you is just like shot through with light as the as it's beginning to break the rest of you see the sigil on her forehead is beginning to flicker and dim as you think that you must be getting close to breaking her out of this spell pumpkins what do you do i land oh because i've okay. been hit in the face a lot <laughs> <laughs> you can't get you had all these balls in the face for too long you've got to take a <laughs> sit down for a spell <laughs> so yeah i feel like the, the hard outer rind of a pumpkin so so my my evil demeanor is starting to crack, and I land, and I well, I sort of land on Theo. Sorry, Theo. Oh no, <laughs> not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. And, uh, <laughs> and I just have a little rest for a moment, just just a just a minute. I'm still bat to the bone. I'm just <sighs> resting now. <laughs> so pumpkins lands. Theo, you are on the ground in the the common room, and pumpkins is just sort of sitting there, like a big bat, just like perfect, <sighs> uh, perfect. Theo, what do you do? <laughs> I have a plan. All right. So what I wanted to do, so now that we're landing, 
I'm gonna grab a pumpkin because I'm still holding onto her leg, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna like basically like so we're on the floor. I'm gonna yeah. grab her like. Does she have Does she have clothes on, or what does she have on? Is it just oh, hair? Oh, I certainly hope so. Oh my! <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, like, like, is it is it full bat form, or what? What is it? I think I it's know. it's full bat form. Okay, so like, I'm basically gonna like reach up and grab like where her chest or neck would be with hair, mm-hmm. and pull it down and fucking put the pumpkin in her face. Ow. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> Give me. Let's see. Um. Roll. Roll your combat proficiency minus one again. So, con- uh. So that's just my regular... Like, yeah, whatever your highest combat proficiency is, roll minus one. Because again, you're using like an improvised weapon. Okay, but then I also would like... But I still got to hit my 18, which is crazy hard. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to I'm gonna use... I'm going to still use two yep. hope. Go for it's it. A good call. So I'm, uh, I'm technically one down from when I was yes, last time. No, I think that's about the same. Okay, that's not bad. 18, 19. Okay. Yay! Ooh. So... You sweep a pumpkin up off the floor. You begin to bring it up to her face. But even though she's sitting on the ground and is like panting, she sees like she still sees the attack coming and she tries to move out of the way. But at that moment, there is the sound of a slice and BT drops down from where he was being held by the vines and throws himself bodily and like grabs a hold of pumpkins, legs so that she can't like fly away or move. And by doing that, you're able to grab a hold and get the pumpkin up into her face. And you begin pressing the pumpkin against the spot on her forehead. And there's like sparks and steam coming off from the pumpkin. One thing that you do feel, which is odd, you grab the hair sort of at at her neck to try and hold her in place, but it doesn't feel like you're holding skin or hair. What you feel is almost like the folds of where a cloak comes together. And you remember when you saw the fight with Fortinbras, when he was in bat form, that Pumpkins, when she beat him, removed what looked like a black cape from him and then put it on herself, and that's when she transformed into a bat. So she's wearing some kind of garment that lets her transform into a bat. Okay. Could I, like, do that and kind of try to pull the garment off? Like You, like, struggle at it, but because you're trying to hold the pumpkin against her face, you can't quite get it off. You could let everyone else know, or you could, you know, do something like that, but you don't think that you can get it off at least okay. not this round. I'll, I'll scream out, take off her cape. Like, you know, I'll be like, at my right hand, take off the cape. <laughs> <laughs> Ozzy, Iadar, what are you guys doing? I feel like I've, I've pretty much used up my usefulness suspended from the <laughs> ceiling. <laughs> you want to give me an athletics roll to get yourself untangled from the vines? Yep, that sounds good. Uh, I fail. You swing your cleaver, but you're, it's just, again, you're upside down. It, you're getting tired. Like you try to get the vines, but you just cannot reach it. You're you're still hanging upside down by your feet. Plus, you're also distracted by all that wainscoting up there. And I'm totally winded from that dirge I just played. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I played the crap out of that thing. And yes, I'm... you did. <laughs> it was a song that will be remembered for the ages. Iadar, what are you doing? Iadar pulls his spear up out of the thing, spins it so he's holding the butt end forward, and then makes eye contact with pumpkins and says. Time for a bat nap and <gasps> smashes the butt end of his spear into right into where Theo's hand is, trying to shatter the clasp on the cloak. Oh. Give me uh yeah, go ahead and give me a spears roll. Great success. Okay. 
So yeah, you flip the, the spear around one big thrust. Pumpkins, yes, you are struck in the neck by the butt of a spear. Um, but there is the sound of breaking, like it almost sounds like a breaking, like breaking pottery. And the the two, the clasp of the bat fell comes open and it slips off of your shoulders. And Pumpkins turns Im- immediately as this cloak falls, this black, like furry cloak falls to the ground. Pumpkins turns back into her normal self. Yay! Theo, you are holding the pumpkin against her forehead. There is sparks and steam coming off of it. Uh, Pumpkins, what is the last thing you want to do as evil pumpkins before you are rescued? I think I'm just going to let out like one long bat noise uh, as it as it sort of leaves my my body. Like, and hit me in the throat! Ow! <laughs> <laughs> And you pull the pumpkin away from Pumpkins' forehead and the sigil is gone and she is returned to normal. And at that point, all of the vines, like the vines that are holding you upside down, begin to wither and die. And Ozzy, you are let back down to the ground. You aren't dropped. It just sort of like droops down and then the, the vine just withers away. Very nice. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, thank you all so much for saving me. Pumpkin, can you get off of me? I have, oh, oh my, <laughs> sorry, Theo, oh dear. I sort of step on him more, like trying to yeah. get off. Like, just I'm like quite round, so like. <laughs> sorry gonna, about the I'm mess, it got headache. a little gordy in here. <gasps> Did you bring me a nobly gordy, There's like if you, pumpkin gore everywhere in here. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I'd like to commemorate this moment with a song, if y'all don't mind. Oh, please. I would love that. All right. I'm just going to get ready. All right. Here we are. I take out my Boatswain's Call and... (laughs) Oh, no. We are the cheese, <laughs> my friends. Oh, I love this one. Yeah, oh, I think so this is actually an, an, an adapt. If I recall correctly from Hobbit Ween 2 or Hobbit Ween 1, there was a song, We Are the Proudfoots, my friends. So this is we an did. adaptation <laughs> of a traditional song. Oh, um, I feel so honored that you would honor my family in this way with this wonderful <laughs> tune. <laughs> and as you celebrate freeing pumpkins, all of the vines around this room wither and die off. And all of the pumpkins just sort of crumble down into dust and like into like little husks and, and just sort of blow away in the dust. You, you all just sort of have a moment watching all of this stuff die away. And then you realize that you did it. You saved your friend. Yes, but I am but one cog in a larger wheel. That is indeed true. Pumpkins, now that you are freed from your corruption, the memories of what you saw and heard and did as bat pumpkins sort of begin to come like begin to loom up in your mind it was Mm. like watching it it was like a dream you don't you could sort of tell what was going on but you had no control and it's all sort of flashes of images and bits of conversations Mm. and stuff like that but what you remember is a conversation had in this very inn not too long ago between two figures one of them the orc captain pigug who you remember (gasps) <laughs> he was from the one Hobbit who Queen stole. One. Oh no! He stole the the palantir from you guys at the end of your first adventure, and he was it was his voice that you heard in your mind when you sort of gave yourself up to the corruption. 
he was talking to a figure in a black cloak mm-hmm. um, who kept himself completely covered and you think he even was disguising his voice. But what you heard in this conversation was, you know, essentially Pigug saying, all right, the plan's working. I've sent the 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 zombies, or those guys with the things on their heads, I've sent them north along with a cadre of my own to pull those damn rangers north. Should keep the boundaries of the Shire nice and clear for you. Now, what you're going to do when you're inside the Shire, that's up to you. I can't do nothing about that. Oh, no. And the, the man in the cloak says, you leave that to me. The hobbits are suspicious, stupid people. And I know that the fear that we've created will keep them off of the streets. Uh, and if there's any trouble, I'll handle that. I've got my ways in and out of that place. And the voice, the pigook says, Now are you sure that you know where to look for it? And the, the man in the cloak says, Yes, I've told you before. Like I said, the hobbits are stupid. They wouldn't know a treasure, especially a treasure this great, if it was right under their noses for years. They have no value for things that are truly precious. They have a place where they take all of their bits and ends, things they don't, they, things that are too fancy for them to, to throw away, but too, they don't value enough to keep. They stash all their stuff there. If this thing is anywhere in the Shire, it's there. So I'll go there and find it. Take it right out from underneath their noses. And Pigook says, And you remember the deal. When it's done, you bring it back to me. And then you can have all of this land to rule. Yeah. I remember the deal. Don't worry. I'm not going to double cross you. That's so- the memory that swims up in your mind. Wow, that was a lot. I'm so surprised they had that conversation in front of me. And so I relay to the group um, what I have heard. And I say, I believe that that very rude man um, that's a bit Hobbit racist in the black yeah. cloak is going to Hobbiton or wherever. No, Mikkel Delving right. uh, in the Shire to to ransack Matham House, the museum that we have in Mikkel Delving. Yeah, I'm upset too because if there's anything of treasure in... The Shire, I would have freaking found it. It's like, it's like my thing. <laughs> well, you can't I'm steal from Matthew treasure. House. You can't steal from there. That's where we yeah, put but, all of our stuff. But I would have, you know, I've, it's not like I've never not been in there. That's true. I would have noticed it. I'm, a, I'm offended. <laughs> well, perhaps we should head there. Yes, let's go. I'm, I blow my whistle, like, like I, I make a, like a whistle sound, like with my fingers or whatever, and like, uh, flea bag starts. <laughs> yeah, well oiled machine. So you guys mount up your horses and begin riding back. It's getting late, but now you're sort of driven by, like you're driven by sort of the priority of this. So you get on the road and you travel as far as you can until the light gives out and you can't travel any further. Um, you make camp that night, um, and as you were sitting around the the fire and you know, like just enjoying having pumpkins back and, you know, the having accomplished this, at least part of your mission, but, you know, worried about what comes next. JTL stands up and she says, if the Rangers are being drawn away, if it's a trap, I need to warn them. I'll leave at first light, head north. I'll rally as many of them as I can and we'll come back to help you. I hate to see you go, but I do like watching you leave. (laughs) (laughs) She like bends down in front of you and like puts a hand on your shoulder and she says, I've missed you, pumpkins. (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, MBT is here. Wow. What are, this is just like a bunch of beefcakes all together. Ooh, it's like my birthday and the Yule tide has come early. <laughs> and BT says, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in this to the end. I'll stay with you until we can, until we can see this thing done. Yes. We cut to, so we then get like a good travel montage. JTL and um, Alexi break off in the morning okay. heading north. Epic music. Epic music as we see all of you riding two little ponies and two actual horses. Uh, I actually, don't have yeah. a pony because I came, I lost corn cockle. Remember? And <laughs> so I think that, I think pumpkins, you're probably riding like with somebody. Ooh, who's Pro- taking me? <laughs> probably one of the bigger guys. I don't think it like the pony would, unless like would you can, be able to do You can hobbits? ride with me on, uh, oh, snickerdoodle. on snickerdoodle. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> I do love those cookies. So we get a great montage of shots of you guys riding down the road through the next day. We see you passing by Bree, but continuing on because you can't afford to stop. And then into the bounds of the Shire. We see you, you know, on the road through Buckland, crossing the bridge, going through, um, you know, past the various towns along the water. Um, White Furrows, Frog Morton, you pass the Farthing Stone. We see the road that uh, you pass through Bywater um, and then the road that leads to Hobbiton. Um, but it's a long journey and the day is the day is pretty much like it's getting pretty dark. Um, you think that you could push forward all the way through to Mickle Delving tonight, but it would be a hard trip through the night. So do you guys push through or do you stop to camp and then make for there in the morning? I think we push through. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I was the scariest thing out there and I'm now on your side. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So you guys stop for a moment in Waymeet, which is the next town before Mickle Delving, to water the horses, to take a break. Um, You stop at an inn just to grab a quick bit of food before you continue. So, you know, you, you dismount the horses. BT says, now y'all go inside. I'll, I'll see to the horses. Just make sure you get me an ale and some, some roast meat. Uh, and he begins to like take the horses. And got it. They have excellent salted pork here. Mm. <laughs> if, have you been, have you ever, have you gotten my newsletter? I leave it at all the inns I stop in where I <laughs> review Porking the times. salted porks. <laughs> <laughs> I call it my, my pork pamphlet. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the pork papers. Yes, yes. <laughs> I know them well. I gave this four pigs out of five. Wow. <laughs> well, we should have to order oh, some. Oh man. <laughs> so you go into the you go into the inn and Theo and Pumpkins, it's immediately like, oh, this is home. This is comfort. There's a, you know, a blazing fire. There's plenty of good Hobbit food. The tables are the right size. Yeah. Ozzy and Eodar, <laughs> you walk into a room with way too low of a ceiling filled with tables and chairs that are child-sized. Eodar uh, <laughs> wangs his head on the lintel going through the door and then immediately gets stuck with his spear because he does that on normal sized doors and this yes. is a hobbit sized door. So he is currently trying to get through the door and is doing that thing where like you're running in place and you can't get through. And he just is like struggling to get through and can't and has not figured out that it's because his spear is like never going to get through this door while it's on his back. 
<laughs> so you look like a, the, a video game that's like stuck. So you, yeah. you know, like yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> not the brightest tool in the shed, is he? Who am I? <laughs> no, that's all right. Uh, Aussie, Aussie are you? Can you fit? Um, yeah, I'm stuck behind Iodar right now, like trying to time the jump between his legs to like dive through. <laughs> like it's that scene from uh, Galaxy Quest getting into like the engine room or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So eventually you guys manage to make it inside and have a very, like, are you going to stay to eat or just getting food to go? I think we'll get it to go. Yeah, I think we're in a rush. I mean, we concerned. Yeah, so you manage to get inside. It smells delicious in there. And the the innkeeper packs up a nice meal for, for all of you and, you know, some some ale and some and some like skins, some wine skins. And you guys come back out of the out of the bar to remount your horses, feeling a little saddle sore and a little bit reluctant to get back in, on in the horses. Um, you come back out and you see the horses are tied up at the hitching post, but BT is nowhere to be found. Uh oh, where would he go? He's probably BT is probably taking a BM. Yeah, probably relieving <laughs> himself. <laughs> BT, hurry up! You yell out, and there's no response. Can I scan for him? Yeah, give me a scan roll. Oh, good idea. I'm scan too. Yeah, anybody wants to give me a scan roll. All right, I will scan as well. My scan, my wits is not that hard to reach. I'm not even going to try. <laughs> Probably be the best. Yes, I, well, I, I got exactly 13. Oh. So my, my, my thing is 13 and I got a 13. Okay, perfect. Every, every time I've gotten, so when I've rolled a d12, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of them have been tens <laughs> out of 12 rolls. Or seven, eight, nine rolls. Wow! I thought that what? dice roller hated you. Yeah, I thought you said it was it was it was well, mean. Well, the others have been <laughs> the other rolls. He's gotten one seven, and the others have been one and Saurons. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a whole lot. All right. of, it's boomer bust. Yep. <laughs> Fair enough. So Theo, you you're like you know BT. Where are you? You look around, and you notice that. One of the packs, like you, you guys left your packs on the horses, just like sort of draped over their backs, like saddlebags. You notice that one of the packs is open. The top of it is has been unbuckled and is the flap is open. Oh, uh, no. Go check at go check the the flap. Like you go check looking the, for poop and leaves. <laughs> you go check the pack and you realize as you like open it up that there's a big empty space at the top. This is the pack that you guys had stored the batfell in, and the batfell is missing. Oh, oh no. no! Fucking hell! Oh my god! BT, tell me you didn't put on the cape. I'm looking up now. It's, this is not the appropriate thing to wipe yourself with. You don't choose the cape. The cape chooses you, my friends. Ooh, pumpkins! You, you're you're just like, what the fuck is going on? And you think hard about that memory where you saw the two figures talking. You'd been no. hanging upside down from the ceiling. <gasps> It wasn't BT, was it? But you did, for just a moment, see a little bit of red beard peeking <gasps> up from underneath the black cloak as this figure left the room. What? BT's my boy! How could you do that? It was BT! Oh no! Was he doing a fake accent then or with us? <laughs> <laughs> Is he really married? Because if not, 
Give him my number. <laughs> I do like a bad boy. And I okay. bought a him bad boy. Sorting a bad boy. <laughs> and I, I pay for his ale and meat. Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> we must go if he's on the wing. He's going much faster than we will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just jump on the horses and go. Right. As the bat flies. As, as fast as we can. So you jump, you all jump on your horses and you begin pounding down the road towards Mickledell. Oh, if only we had you, Pound Town, that whole thing. Yeah, pounding down. <laughs> <laughs> the road is wide and clear, but it is very dark. And so you guys make as best time as you can. It feels like it takes forever. But finally, the lights of Mickledelving. Uh, appear in front of you as you crest a rise and the town is there ahead of you. This is, of course, where all of like the you know, the town hall, like the, the government buildings of the Shire, such as they are, are. And so this is essentially the capital of the Shire. And the Matham House sits off the main square, like the, the village green in the center of the village. The first thing that you notice as you get into town is that there's no, even though it's, you know, it's nighttime, the streets are completely deserted. You would expect to see, you know, one or two hobbits out doing something at night, but the town is completely deserted. All of the windows are like people have drawn their curtains, light, you know, bare light, only a small amount of light peeking out around curtains. Something has scared the people of this town to locking their doors and closing up. You ride into the center of town, into the green, and the Matham House is there in front of you. It's a big, for a hobbit, it would be like a four story tall building. So for humans, it's like a big two-story building. <laughs> and the front of it, you see it has a large round door, which is ajar. <gasps> Just to the right of the door. I thought you said door, it was round, not jar-shaped. <laughs> um, <laughs> and <laughs> as you guys are walking up to the front door, um, you see that the like the harvest festivity decorations are still up. And there's, you know, so there's like a bunch of like a big roll of hay, some like, you know, pumpkins and, you know, squash and stuff like that. And nobly goats. Somebody has made a very large, like you think it was probably trying to be like a, a man, but somebody has made a really huge, even for a hobbit, an incredibly huge like scarecrow um, that's sort of like reclining against this big roll of hay. And it has on top of it a massive pumpkin head, which has been carved like a jack-o'-lantern. Um, and somebody has even gone so far as to set like a crown atop its head, like making it like the pumpkin king. It's a very, uh, you know, it's a very... Like a little bit, it's a little bit spooky. It's a little, yeah, it's a little spooky. Yeah. Um, I, I am not going to do what I just thought I would do. Instead, I am going to. The only intelligent thing I'm going to do is unsling my spear so I can get through the doorway, <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going to charge through the door and yeah, just charge straight through the door, full mm -hmm. speed. All right. Iadar goes tearing off full speed towards the door. What are the rest of you doing? I'm, I'm running, too, like, as fast as I can to get in there. Okay. I, I'm pissed. I consider him a friend. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to tear off, but around back. Ooh, oh, good, good, very good. Good, good, good. See, that was okay. what I was going to recommend, is that I was going to go, like, sneak around the back, but then I realized that that is a concept that has never once in his existence occurred to Iadar. Yep. Uh, <laughs> this proves how angry Theo is, because that is a move Theo should have done. But Theo's like, I got to get to him. Yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> This is simply the safest way that I can appear as Iodar, but be safer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and Pumpkins, what are you doing? I take the crown off of the um, thing because 
I'm the only pumpkin queen around here. Thank you very much. <laughs> 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 That's <laughs> good. That's <laughs> good. <laughs> Air horns. Uh, and I, I reside with dignity and grace through the front door. Give me an awareness. <laughs> doing the queen wave. <laughs> yeah, little tiny queen wave. Uh, what was that? Sorry, low master. What did you give say? Give me an awareness roll as you take the, the crown off. Like you basically have to climb up this scarecrow to like take the the crown off of its head. But yeah, give me a give me an awareness roll. Dope. That's a favored roll. You're like, what? how dare sh- How oh, dare he? Fuck no! I got an eye of Sauron. So that's mm. zero. Uh, oh, but it's still on a favored roll. It still counts as I don't have to use it. Yeah, you pick the higher. Sweet. Okay. Uh, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Oh no! That's nope. I failed massively. <laughs> <laughs> I like right. your voice oh, there. Wait, can I spend a hope? Sure. I will spend a hope. I will spend two hope. Uh, ooh, I got a six and a four. So what was that? It was like ten and then six and four. That's pretty good. That works. Haha! <laughs> I've passed okay. it. So you clamber up the front of this giant scarecrow. It's probably like ten. It's probably actually like ten feet tall. This thing is enormous. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. And you climb up to the top of it, and you reach down to pick this Pumpkin crown. Zaddy. Sorry, you reach down to pick this crown off of this thing's head, and you would have thought when you were down on the ground that this was just like a tin, like a cheap-ass tin crown. Yeah. But now that you are up there, you see that it's inlaid with, like, gold and little bits of black stone. Like, this is a very finely wrought crown. Way, way, way too fancy to be used as, like, a crown on, like, a, the Pumpkin King. I know. Like, that, I thought it was going to be a Burger King crown or something, but, um, okay. <laughs> Uh, is the well, pumpkin this is... big, James, or is it like normal big. size? Big. It's like pumpkin. proportionate to like a ten foot tall scarecrow. Damn. So is the crown? So the crown's huge too. The crown is actually small. It's like the size of a, like like a man would wear. Oh, so then it was like like a a giant head with a little crown in it. Yeah, like, like, like around the of stem thing. of the pumpkin. Okay. Oh, so it's That's still pretty big. I'm like, on is me. it like a giant crown? <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing it as a hoop skirt. Yeah, um, uh, a hula hoop size. A hula hoop size. Well, I've been knocked in the head so many times. I feel like I have a few lumps that can help kind of hold the <laughs> crown up as I put it on my head. I feel very regal indeed. My my, well, right. hello. You set the pumpkin crown on your head, and then are you going to go in through the front or around the back? Am I ten feet in the air? You will, yeah. Is it like a balcony? Can I go in on the balcony? Very good idea. Yes, there are. There is a second floor. There are windows into the second floor, so you could climb from the scarecrow onto the window cell and then slip in through the second floor. Yes, I shall clamber there. Very I'm nice. Clambering. All right. So we have Iadar and Theo going in through the front, Ozzy going around to the back, and Pumpkins doing a, an entry on the second floor. We'll start with Iadar and Theo. You. Iadar, do you scream Iadar list, list Balion? Not yet. Uh, okay. I, right now we're we're just reconnoitering. I I, I can't can't Leroy Jenkins <laughs> until the the battle starts. Yeah. All right. So you push the door open, and even for a hobbit, like this is a big door for a hobbit door, so it's about human size. So you're able to get in without too much trouble. The two of you enter. I feel like Theo. Have you ever been here before? I, I would have said, yeah. Like earlier, I said that I've been there before, which okay. is why I'm upset. Because like, if there's something that viable, I would have seen it and tried. So you, it, it's been <laughs> a little like- while, but you you remember what to expect in this place. 
Um, I feel like all the, young hobbits go there on like a school trip. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that makes that makes sense. That makes sense. Also, I, I'm gonna say that my my sword's drawn because like he, Theo's like upset. Yeah. So you, the two of you, enter through the front door, and the first room of the Matham House is unofficially called the Trophy Room. It's filled with taxidermied animals. The <laughs> um, the like the crowning achievement being a bear which the hobbits think is like so huge and terrifying, which Iadar, you know, this was probably a very young bear um, and a very <laughs> sick bear when it, when it was killed. Um, but you, the two of you enter into a pretty big room that is just filled to the brim with taxidermied animals. And in the dark, dim, like there's a little bit of light coming from the room further, further on. Basically, this room is just like you go in through the front door. There's a door at the other end that leads into the rest of the the place. The door at the far end is open and a little bit of light from the main room is coming in. So you're just in this room filled with dark silhouettes with shiny glass eyes that reflect a little bit of light Uh, back at you as you cross through it. uh, I am going to roll. Hmm. What is the appropriate thing to roll here? Probably scan. No, awareness. Awareness is is passive. Scan is active. What is the roll to make? to realize that that is a taxidermy bear and not my enemy, <laughs> it's got to be scan, right? I actually think that it's an awareness roll because you're walking in the room, you see a threat, and it's whether or not you can like subconsciously, passively mm-hmm. figure out, oh, it's not my enemy. Nope. That is a bat. <laughs> that is a that is a dwarf wearing a bat fell. Theodar uh, <laughs> tr- tr- rounds a corner, sees the taxidermy bear, and bellows, and charges the bear and completely skewers it end, end to end and then like flips it up and like just goes completely yeah. ham on this taxidermied bear. <laughs> well, it does love pork, so going ham seems right in his wheelhouse. <laughs> <laughs> James, the, uh, can I roll, uh, can, can yeah. I roll scan, but I'm scanning for uh, BT. Yeah, yeah, give me a scan roll. Okay. Well, the first one passes. It's 17. Yeah. Eight, nine, ten. I made it either way. Yeah, 17 was the highest. Nice. All right. So you follow, you You are following Iadar in. You see him, like you look around um, and you, you're like, okay, it's clear that BT, if he's in here, is not in this front room. He must have passed through the door at the far end in the main room, which you know from when you've been here before is where all of sort of the treasures of that people have donated to this place are kept. And then Yudar bellows his own name and attacks a taxidermy bear. <laughs> <laughs> Ozzy, you sneak around to the back of this place and you find the back door. It's the Shire. It's not locked. Um, but it is hobbit-sized. So, but you, you get to the back door. Okay, so I, I get around to the back door, and I'm sneaking, and I'm trying to, like, peek in, like, windows, but it's kind of mm-hmm. awkward because they're all, like, really low, so, like, half the time I'm peeking into the second floor. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> you know, what you see through the windows is a really big room. Like, it must be enormous for hobbits. It must be, like, really impressive, but a really big room filled with glass cases, just stand like lining all the walls filling the room it's like a it's like a labyrinth inside of these glass display cases all of them coming up to maybe mid chest high because these are hobbit sized and then looking up above you can see that there's a gallery that runs around the sides of the building up on what would have been the third floor for the hobbits but is sort of like right (laughs) above your head um 
where there are more display cases and it's open in the middle. So from the second floor balcony, you can look down on the main floor. Okay. I'm going to scan for a little bit more. Okay. Well, if I fall one short. Okay. You Uh, don't see any, like you're looking through, you don't see any movement or anything like that. Uh, And then you hear the battle cry, Balarian, and a commotion from inside. I immediately shout, Azeolari! And try and and try and kick the door, but go too high and get like the top of the door jam, because <laughs> such a small door. And then like swear. <laughs> Tweet! Tweet! <laughs> and like lower and kick the door in below me and like right. go do a dive roll into the building. Nice. <laughs> Pumpkins, you cross from the head of the pumpkin king former pumpkin king to the windowsill on the second floor or third floor mm-hmm. i guess and you jimmy the the window open and drop down onto the gallery that runs around the second like that runs around the main floor nice looking down you can see you know so inside the matham house looking down you can see all the glass cases that are filled with all of sort of the treasures of the hobbit families there's like one case that has like they kind of have roughly organized them by like type so there's like one case that's like dwarf stuff and it's like a bunch of like metal tools and like metal like really finely wrought crafted dwarf stuff and then there's like this is stuff that elves did and it's like a bunch of garbage that was like left behind by elves who were like in the forest and like left that picnic stuff behind um it's like an elven milk carton Yeah, exactly. And the one thing, too, that like up hanging from the ceiling of the Matham house are um, a number of like larger artifacts. There's like a boat that's like hanging from the ceiling. Somebody had like a really finely wrought cart. And so there's like a cart complete with like wheels and all that hanging from the ceiling. There's just like a bunch of stuff hanging down from the ceiling that's sort of all at your eye level. And then Mm -hmm. from where you are, you can also go to the, the edge and look down onto the main floor. If any of you guys have ever seen the Pitt Rivers Museum in Oxford, this looks very much like the Pitt Rivers Museum. A big room with these like glass cases and just a bunch of shit everywhere. <laughs> so do I see, so I'm like peeking over the railing. Do I see uh, a bat, a giant bat? Give me a scan roll. Sure. <clears throat> Spend that hope. <laughs> I'm going to add a hope. Good plan. Okay. Good plan. Okay. Six, 12. Uh, 13, 14, 15, 16. So, yeah, I got a 17 with my TN of 14. Nice. I got two Tengua sixes, so it's a super good job. I do a great job of spotting that mischievous little scamp. You don't see a bat, but as you look down at the main floor, you see movement through the glass of the cases. It's distorted because the glass is not that, like, really fine glass. It's kind of like that bullseye glass, so everything is kind of, like, wibbly-wobbly. But you see somebody moving between the cases. They stop at one case and they're like looking inside and they move to the next case and they're looking inside. They're sort of roughly in the center of the room from where you can see. And then you hear, Eodor Lispalarian and a bunch of crashing noises from the front room of the, the Matham house. The figure who you saw immediately like stiffens and like looks you know, towards the front of the room. Then the back door kicks open and Ozzy tumbles through into the back of the of the room. So what is the figure? Is the figure moving? They freeze at this point. Okay. You can tell from where, like, they're low enough that the tall, the big folk wouldn't be able to see them above the cases. Right, but I'm above them. Can I just, like, friggin' drop, like, a little kitty cat on his head? Can I... <laughs> 
take a flying um, leap. Well, he's not, he's not directly above you. He's out at an angle. Like you can see him. He's sort of in the middle of the room oh, and you're around he's the not edge. Under me. Yeah, he's not directly under you. But they're Can stuck I leap to the boat? Yes. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you can. If you leapt to the boat and the boat was swinging, you probably could leap down from the boat on top of this guy. Yeah. I'll nice. So give me an athletics roll. I mean, uh, well, no. <laughs> no. So I have zero, and I guess, I guess, I guess, even if if I rolled a Gandalf rune, that would be the only way, right? Because mm-hmm. I have a TN of eighteen. <laughs> Ooh. Oh no. Okay. What I are you? What are you rolling? So no. I super failed. A TN? Uh, athletics. Yeah, athletics. Uh, um, I super failed. So I try to jump. I trip over the banister, and I am like, what? And now hanging from the other side of the oh, banister no. with my feet dangling from the ceiling. <laughs> um, oh, a little help. So, okay. So I feel like at this point, Iadar, you realize that you're fighting a bear, and not even an alive bear, a very, very dead bear. <laughs> a dead, sick, old Tiny bear. Tiny bear. <laughs> and, Don't take out the real bad <laughs> And then you hear uh, the the back door to the place kick in, and then you hear Pumpkin's voice saying, Help! From in the main room. Theo, uh, Iadar, what are you guys doing? Iadar, Les Bellarion! <laughs> and oh I kick the door into the next room open and blitz into the next room. I'm going to make an athletics roll to see if I can get through the door at a charge without knocking myself straight unconscious. Yep. Oh <laughs> Please fail. <laughs> no, I was already that is the door, an though. auto success. No. I ganned off the shit out of that. Yeah, that's right. That's Elvin, <laughs> Elvin Grace for you right there. Yeah, get it. I would, but I also rolled a two and a one. So if it weren't for that Gandalf rune, <laughs> yep. I would be unconscious. <laughs> so Iadar, you crash through into the main room, and you see the same thing. Like now you see the, what the main room looks like for you being as tall as you are. You see a bunch of display cases that are all sort of at waist, like ch- mid chest high and a bunch of shit hanging from the ceiling. You see pumpkins dangling from the balcony on the second floor, but you don't see the figure because they're obscure. They're, they're short enough. BT mm-hmm. is short enough that he's obscured by all the cases. Yeah. Um, Theo, what are you doing? I was, I, I, I ran towards the room. So I don't know if I got in before. Um, yeah, I think you slipped at, through the door at, before he crashed through it. That's fine. Okay. Yeah, so uh, once I'm in there, I'm going to scan again to look for, like, or or can I see him right away? You you wouldn't be able to see him. He'd be He's uh, obscured by the cases, and you're obscured by the cases too, but give me a scan roll. Okay. 17, and my scan is 13. So 17 out of 13. Okay. So you have the bright idea. So these display cases are all... You know, they're all too tall. They're hiding anybody who's in the room. But you realize that they all, they're like tables. They don't go all the way to the ground. They have Ah. like four legs. So you drop down and you look and you see a pair of dwarf legs, maybe five rows away, standing still. All right, I'm going to start to creep towards them. All right. Staying under. Towards the dwarf legs underneath. Yeah, do I I run straight over Theo when I come chasing in? Probably. Um, Does he not knock into me and throw me up into the air? And then both of us are hanging. What the fuck? Just goes tumbling through display case yeah. after display ah! case. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good point. I think give me, um, give me an athletics roll. Damn you, dude! Ruined me. My shit. Yeah, Yadar, give me an athletics you. roll because Theo has dropped down and is beginning to creep on the floor. There is no way you would see him. 
Great <laughs> auto success. All right. You uh, see him. You don't step on him. Nobody gets flung uh, into the air. I'm going yeah. to say um, that I, I, would have been I, hilarious. I don't see him, but because I am elf enough, I'm, a, I'm an elf. I can walk across leaves without crunching them and snow yes. without stepping it. I charge straight across Theo and he barely feels it. Um, <laughs> as I charge across him, hit the corner and do like a drift slide around the first <laughs> corner of cases and then Yay. start down the next row. Mickle delving oh drift. <laughs> Ozzy, you combat roll through the back door and you come up into the back of the room just in time to see Iadar emerge from the other side of the room and begin to like run around the outside. What are you doing? Oh, and you see pumpkins hanging from the balcony. I kind of, I'm feeling a little concerned about this himbo elf <laughs> at full sprint <laughs> in this cramped area and I'm going to yep. start running the like the opposite. So we're going to like go in the other way around the room to keep <laughs> as much space between me and whatever he's going to destroy. <laughs> <laughs> and Iadar, you see Ozzy begin to run the other way, and you're like, good tactical thinking. We'll get him from both sides. Pincer movement. <laughs> <laughs> and Ozzy, you're just running away from the crazed elf. Yeah. Um, so, Pumpkins, you are hanging from the... You are hanging from up above. What are you What are you doing? I mean, so, like, how high is the nearest, like, top of a vitrine from my feet? I would say about pretty full of stuff. Can I? Yeah, the room is really full of stuff. I have a suggestion or and or modification. Sure. But as as I'm going by, I see Pumpkin's feet sort of hanging down as I'm fleeing, and I just catch her by my shoulder, like on her waist, because I'm tall enough for that. (laughs) And I basically I'm doing like a fleeing fireman's carry (laughs) with Pumpkin. (laughs) Can I? Can I actually, can I, can I plus one that and say, absolutely, you're running along. So you're running underneath where pumpkins is. You see her feet and pumpkins, you see Ozzy running beneath you. And that's when your hands slip and you drop down onto his shoulders (laughs) and you are riding piggy, like you are riding piggyback on, on Ozzy, like your legs on his shoulders and you holding onto his head as the two of you run around now, like two hobbits in a raincoat. Uh, more like four yeah. hobbits in a raincoat. <laughs> does the does the crown fall from my head when I'm messing around? Oh, um, because really not on there that well. Yeah, can we really add both not- of our athletics together and make one roll? <laughs> <laughs> um, the crown. Yes, you drop down and the crown tumbles off of your head and just clatters oh. to the ground. And BT. Um, well, you can't see BT anymore, but um, yeah, the, the crown clatters to the ground. I say to Ozzy, he's in the middle there. Go down the street. Stop going around the outside. <laughs> around the outside. Just around grab me outside. by the ears. <laughs> there we go. I'm going to ratatouille you. <laughs> Theo, you creep through underneath these cases. You've got Iadar and Ozzy sort of pincer moving from both sides, pumpkins riding on Ozzy's head. You are heading straight for BT. And as you get close to him, you hear him say, um, like he calls out, he says, I didn't think you were going to figure it out as quick as you did. I'm just, I have to say, I'm a little bit impressed. I didn't think you had the brain cells between you. You can drop the act, you son of a bitch. We know everything. I am sure you do, but I think the one thing you didn't know is that that stone wasn't the only thing I pulled out of the barrows. 
And Theo, you see, he reaches into his cloak and he pulls out a like a palm size, like a like the size of a softball, a jar of old glazed pottery. And he raises it above his head and slams it on the ground, and it shatters. Yeah. And from it comes this. There's a wisp of smoke, of like sort of smoke or steam, and then you begin to see little flashes of blue light in the smoke, and then it turns unnaturally and zips out past you, past all the vitrines, out through the front door of the Matham house. Back the way that you guys came in. Uh-oh. At this point, Theo, you creep close enough that you can grab BT if you want to. Shank him. No, yeah, I'm gonna do my classic kidney! Kidney stab! <laughs> give me a roll. Give me uh give me your sword. The old fleet foot kidney stab. Right, I'm definitely I'm definitely doing my as many hopes as I can on this one. Yeah. I'm gonna do my two. And he has I a parry he has a parry of two, so add two to your target number. Oh no. Sweet, I need to get a twenty. Ding. Come on, baby. Okay, all right, I got a 10. I got it, I got him, I got him. So it's a oh. 10, a six, a five, and then a one and a three. So, so that's a, that's 11, that's 22 right there without even the other ones. And you all can right. spend, he can spend the Gandal, the, the Tangwar from the six to do extra damage. Yeah, you wanna do extra damage? Hells yeah, I do this backstabbing trick. Look how upset I am, James. I was writing down everyone's name. Right? I don't know if you can see it. It says dwarf friend crossed out <laughs> sad face underneath it says bad guy oh. <laughs> he's the bad um, guy Duh. you sneak close he doesn't know you're there this smoke like the smoke streams out of the room and then you just ha stab him right in the kidney with the the sword he wheels and and like staggers back and you see a little bit of blood on your sword you think like but you realize that he's still wearing the bat fell and now there is a bit like it's a thick like it's a hide with bat hair on it and so you've punched through the bat fell you've definitely harmed the bat fell but it didn't quite get through to be the killing blow you were hoping it was going to be mm-hmm. um but he staggers back and he like crashes into one of the cases and the the top of it topples off and shatters on the ground there's like broken glass everywhere and Ooh. he like it's just like holding onto his side but now i know where he is Right, now Ozzy and Iadar and Pumpkins, you heard this crash, you know where he is, and so you guys are converging on him. Uh, what do you guys do? I round the corner, cartoon style, <laughs> wheels spinning, break, reset, and again, shout my name for the third time in this, in this stupid Madam house, and I am going to charge. All right. He's very good at branding, isn't he? <laughs> so remember, he has a parry of plus two. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm going to spend one of those to to do spend Pierce. Uh, and spend heavy. So it does a default damage of twelve, and he now has to fend off a piercing blow. All right. Okay. Their armor value. And the target number for the piercing blow is 16. Okay. 16, yeah. He passes. He passes. The, so you spear him, and it it's a palpable hit. It pierces through the bat fell and into his, like, shoulder, and he bellows in pain. And then, but, like, whips his axe up and, like, knocks the, the spear tip out of his shoulder, and he staggers back. It's not 
the killing blow that you were hoping it would be. Um, but it is a real hit and he is like bleeding and like his arm, his left arm is kind of like hanging a little bit like useless at this point. Ozzy, what are you doing? So pumpkins. I, I need to feel like I need to get your consent for this idea <laughs> before we do it. Cause I think we should, I think we should, should like secret Alliance team up this. And since you're on my shoulders, we charge in and I throw you at him. Yeah. While I attack him at the same time. <laughs> if, if you, yes, I love it. <laughs> can you run under the boat so I can grab the decorative net that's just draped over the bow? Because if I can grab that and then throw me, I'll net him. Perfect. Yep. Oh God. So, so we we turn the corner. Yeah. I I loft pumpkins up off of my shoulders and like heave with all of my might to get her like past the net on uh-huh. the boat. <laughs> And use that momentum to dive for his ankles while I unsheathe my butcher thing and just, just oh start like going for the Achilles. I yeah! oh, nice. love this. This is so oh! good. All right. The Achilles attack is the new Aussie special. It yes. is. You've done that. that. That's your main move. <laughs> right this the is, tendons. This is really cool. Okay. Yeah, no. Um, I go I go kidney, you go Achilles, and then and then uh, Jude goes for the tops. <laughs> we got it covered. We got it yeah, covered. Yeah, it's like we're like ding ding ding. Okay, so I think you throw you throw pumpkins. And so I need pumpkins to make an athletics roll for the throw and net capture. But you can aid her, but by by throwing her, you basically aid her. So pumpkins, you get an extra d6 to your roll from Ozzy's help. And then if okay. you want to spend any any hope or whatever. I'm using like that, two hope. Nice. It's getting it's it's bad. It's bad. Okay. Oh no. Is yeah. it your is it your strength? Uh, yeah, so it's an I would need an eighteen. So twelve. Yeah, so, you, so we have the 14, same, 15, huh? 16, we all have terrible 17. strength except for Jude. Seventeen. Uh, yep. Oh, you missed it by one. <laughs> but did, did you do your one. hope? Did you do oh, your yeah. hope? Well, that's with uh, hope. I don't have any athletics at all in my athletics. Tn is very and, and the extra d six that I gave you. That didn't help either. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> Sorry. So like my athletics, I I do have two in this. So it gives me that extra. I that sucks. That sucks. Mm, man, oh, I really wanted this to work. Um, give me, roll you, roll favored. Why not? Okay, we'll roll one more. Yeah. Oh, I got a four, so that's one higher. <laughs> 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 yes, eighteen, right. baby. So, Pumpkins, you are lofted. (laughs) (laughs) You grab the net as you fly past it, and BT begins to transform. He still has the bat fell on, and he's like, this is bad, and he begins to transform in the bat, (laughs) and that's when you hit him and wrap him in the net. And he's, like, struggling against it, his wings battering against the interior of this net, but you've netted him real good. Uh, And then, Ozzy, give me your axes attack to to get his Achilles. And I'm definitely rolling like the double hope on this too. Oh yeah, twenty a seven. Wow. <laughs> All right. Uh, no special room. But. Okay. So I got, I got it. I got it. Making it rain. Making yeah. it rain. Yeah. He's netted. <laughs> he's flapping against this thing, and you just come in low and just ching. There's a slice, and we hear this horrible piercing bat scream, and then he just kind of crumbles to the ground, and the bat fell kind of slips off of him, and he turns into a dwarf. Uh, in a bag, <laughs> and he's like, "Now, now, look! You don't understand what you're doing. I'll cut you in. I'll cut you in. Part of the deal." Chunk. We don't want to hear it. Ooh, I think whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> 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 no, no, 
what's the harm in hearing him out? I'm saying. I mean, uh, I think that the Jew just went chunk. So yeah, Eodor is did. in full on like battle rage and has, even though he is like on the ground, just continues with his attack and drives the spear straight through, uh, Ooh. straight through the dwarf and skewers Ooh. him completely. He, I don't even think he's he gets his entire like plea to negotiate out before. Yeah. Yadar. Just for the record, Oof. I I wasn't gonna go with him. I want to know what the item is, though. Like, yeah. what is it? Yeah, no, that would be the smart <laughs> thing to do. He bellows in pain as you basically pin him to the ground with your spear, and you're like about to pull the spear out or question him or something like that. When you hear an answering call from outside of the Matham House. Oh damn it! The blue stuff. <laughs> and then you hear the sound of the front of the Matham house smashing in. Oh, um, and then the door to the, like you guys hear a bunch of noise of like taxidermy animals being knocked over. And then the door to the, like into the main part sort of pushes open and a 10 foot tall pumpkin headed scarecrow animated uh, by the powers of a barrel white. I knew that was going to, I knew it. Like, I knew it. <laughs> scooches through into the into the room its eyes like the the jack-o'-lantern on its head is glowing with blue barrel white light it lets its head back and just bellows this incredible horrible roar and then begins smashing through the cases as it comes to you and from the ground you hear bt say why can i control it the crown should have let me control it Ugh. the crown wait you Hold on, I have a crown. <laughs> and it's and pumpkin. This is your favorite animal. <laughs> you think, you realize now what he's saying is that with the crown on its head, he would have been able to like puppet this thing around and make it attack you. Uh, without oh. the crown, it's just, a, it's wild. Ooh. And in fact, it is stomping through the room, just knocking glass cases aside. There is a, sh like glass is raining down everywhere as this thing stomps through directly towards all of you. Can I yell to Ozzy, lift me up, lift me up high, now. All right. <laughs> I pick you up and I'm holding over your, yeah. my head and just being like, what, what now? Okay, and uh, can I make a persuade roll? <laughs> sure. Cool, I, I, am, I am wearing the crown, I am the queen here, the, I am the, the queen crown, pumpkin. The crown what? fell off your head. Yeah. Why, it did? Yeah, remember yeah. you asked if it fell off when you dropped onto Ozzy's shoulders. <gasps> I don't remember asking floor. anything of the sword. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm still wearing it. Okay, so I don't know that. So now you're just holding me <laughs> <No>. up <laughs> and I'm yelling at this thing. <laughs> uh, 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 to me. what crown are you talking about? The one on my <laughs> she feels her head. Oh, no. My arms are getting tired. I, I'm, I'm look, I'll start tired. looking for the floor, looking on the floor. I want to go down. Eodar <laughs> uh, yanks a spear out of BT <gasps> and uh, whips the tip a, a little bit and sprays Theo with blood and dwarf gastrointestinal fluids. Ah, <laughs> Finally, it wasn't me. <laughs> and then. Takes a, takes a second to take a deep breath and pulls out a, a small water skin, sort of massages his throat. <clears throat> oh, no. <laughs> okay. Uh, 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 That's some vocal <laughs> And then charges the pumpkin thing. All right. Iadar, you go straight for this thing. Ozzy, you put pumpkins down. Uh, and then what are you doing? Looking for the crown. 
Okay. Yeah, I was looking for the crown too. All right. So as Iadar charges forward, Iadar, we see you fighting with the pumpkin, former king, the pumpkin prince. And you're a big <laughs> dude. You're like over six foot tall, broad, huge spear. This pumpkin is like... 10 feet tall and spindly. And so it's a really like awkward fight as you try to spear this thing, but your spear like goes into the hay that like makes it up. And then like a big arm comes sweeping down and you have to duck out of the way as it like smashes through all these cases. We're seeing a really like epic fight in the background as Ozzy, Theo and pumpkins search for a crown. <laughs> Give me scan rolls for the crown search. Hold still. Where are your organs? <laughs> I got a. I passed with a uh, Tanguar. Oh, nice. Okay, great success. Yep. I got a seventeen again. Eight Which by passes. four. Okay. Yeah. Once again, I'm oblivious. No, buddy. It's okay. Like... You're too tall. You're too tall. You're looking yeah. for the crown, but you're also like kind of trying to take notes a little bit on the fight that Iadar is having <laughs> with this with this thing. I just end up bumping my head into stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm distracted and looking elsewhere. <laughs> Theo and Pumpkins. So, Pumpkins, you see the crown first. It's fallen on the sort of outside part of the room where you landed on Ozzy's shoulders. But Theo, you're closer. And so, Pumpkins, you like yell to him to tell him where the crown is. Mm -hmm. Theo, you see the crown, but just as you're like, you're creeping towards it, the fight that Iadar and this pumpkin thing is having begins to, is like moving through the room and you have to like hide underneath the case as he and the pumpkin like smash through all the cases in oh. between you and the crown. Yeah, like almost like that scene in Lord of the Rings when like the horses and like Merry and Pippin are yep. like ducking it. Yeah, like that. Like exactly. I'm, I'm running through the legs, trying to grab it, going back, trying to yeah. grab it. And you duck between the legs of this pumpkin, pumpkin king and you grab the like you grab a hold of the crown and just at that moment this big long pumpkin arm like this big long hay filled arm comes down and like swats you aside and you go flying through the room um you land in a display case of hobbit uh like hobbit knitting and so it's actually a very comfortable place yeah. to land after you smash through all the glass. Um, but you smash through into this case and you are, you, it's the case that's right next to pumpkins. And so you, the crown and pumpkins are all sort of in the same place. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it to pumpkin because I figure she's pumpkin. It's a pumpkin. I, I like basically hand it to her. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> cool. Can someone toss me up on its head now, please? Toss me. Somebody <laughs> toss, toss you where? Toss me up on the head of that thing. If I could replace the crown, then perhaps we can we can tell it what to do. Oh, okay. Uh, you think? I'm, I'm feeling a little bit typecast here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, only, I'm only good for one thing. <laughs> Quiet, tall guy. Do the tall guy thing. <laughs> okay. So I'm like, huh? What? Huh? And I like run over to uh, pumpkins and I'm like, all oh, right, Stephanie, you gotta say upsies, upsies. Yeah, I need upsies. Upsies. <laughs> <laughs> I need upsies. <laughs> I'm gonna do it like like you're swinging a child, you know, like I got both of her hands and I'm spinning around in circles and her feet are going up. <laughs> let go, like heave, pumpkins like fling her at the pumpkin. All right, Ozzy, give me an athletics roll to wing pumpkins at the pumpkin. Oh no, you don't want to do an athletics roll. I want this to fail really bad. It's going to. <laughs> Even with your, I mean, yeah, athletics is a hard one. It's just so hard. That stupid 18. <laughs> I'm going to do one hope. I don't want to do like just like tons and tons of hope. Wait, no, that yeah. was favored. Sorry. Um, I have one more trick up my sleeve if you fail, so it's okay. 12, which, yeah, it's short. 
Okay, that's okay. So as he's tossing me, <laughs> can I can I can I save this, James? Yeah. Is that allowed? Okay. I, everyone knows that one of the two things that pumpkins carries besides her spade is a feather pillow and a windproof lantern. And guess yes. what's really fucking flammable? Hey. So as I fly <laughs> short, I'm gonna from my belt unhook my windproof fucking lantern and throw it at the pumpkin's body. Oh man. Did I want to burn down Natham House? No, but that's where we're at, so let's do it. <laughs> Backdraft, bitch! That is amazing. All right. You Did you say backdraft, bitch? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bat draft? <laughs> okay. So I think that obviously you're throwing an oil-filled filled lantern at a man made of hay. It's probably going to light him on fire. I think really I want you to make a roll. Your highest combat proficiency minus one just to see how much collateral damage you are, you cause or are able to prevent. Okay. Oh, no. So I got a Gandalf rune oh. on the feet Nice, guy. nice, yeah. nice. And then uh, five and four. So okay, so yeah. that automatically succeeds. You throw the lantern. It like you you realize you're not going to land on this thing, uh, and so you whip the lantern off your shoulder. You yell "backdraft, bitch!" and you let the lantern fly. We see it tumbling end over end. The the fire inside like burning, and it hits this thing right. It it actually is like about to miss, and that's when a spear blade comes up and shatters the the. Uh, the lantern nice. and burning oil spatters all over the front of the pumpkin king. It looks down for a second and begins to like beat at itself with its with its hands, but then it remembers that its hands are made of hay and it looks at its hands and they're on fire too. Um, and then with a horrible cry, it turns and sprints back for the outside. It smashes through the front door and out of the Matham house out into the green. And from oh, where no, you guys are standing, start a fire. From where you guys are standing, <laughs> you see it run because it was an uh, it was a Gandalf on the collateral damage roll. It runs out into the sort of the center of the of the square, and like it runs out into the center of the square where a large bonfire has been like they've been building up the pyre for a large bonfire for Yule oh, in no. preparation for Yule, <laughs> um, and it runs straight into the pyre and the bonfire like comes to life and you see the last we see of this pumpkin is its head filled with fire and the blue lights going out and then it falls dead burning on this bonfire in the center of Mickledelman <laughs> yay we didn't burn down the whole place <laughs> oh nice good job so I have art of smoking and I want to take up one of the little pieces of hay that's smoldering there uh-huh. and like pull my pipe out and just be like <laughs> 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 well done chaps <laughs> Quiet falls over the Matham house, except for you hear the groan from a groan from BT who's laying on the floor very badly oh, hurt. I run to BT as fast as I can. I was expecting that to be like the groan of like the cases slowly collapsing <laughs> from the <laughs> A lot of damage has been done. A lot of there's a lot of hobbit knickknacks and tchotchkes that are scattered uh, across the floor, <laughs> but uh, the place is still standing. So, Theo, you run to BT. He's bleeding. The bat fell is off his shoulders. He's just a dwarf in a net. And he kind of looks up at you. With the, his, like, his eyes are kind of like beginning to drift closed. I'm like, why, BT? But first, what's the item? What is it? <laughs> it's, it's, it was all for a treasure. Something. What's, 
What's the treasure? So, what's the something treasure? so precious that it wasn't even... I met a man, a little wretched creature on the road. He had a magic ring, he said. He lost it, and it was brought here by a shire, by a hobbit from the shire. And I thought I'd take it for myself. It sounded so incredible. A ring? Like a, like, like a little ring? It was, yeah, I, a gold ring. I don't know, but it sounded so precious. I just had to have... Uh, and he closes his eyes. I'm going to lean down. Like, I know this is like a, a solemn moment. And I lean down and I try and extract the bat fell from under him, like gently. But I overdo it. And I like whip it out from underneath him and like roll him oh. under a shelf. So there's this awkward like thunk, 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 thunk. Yeah. As he like rolls under a shelf. And I'm, I'm going to get rid of this. Shh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> And uh, I'm going to go throw the bat fell on the bonfire. You throw the bat fell on the bonfire. <laughs> yeah, good, and there's a, a squealing idea. hiss as the fire consumes it. I'm going to do what all burglars do. I'm going to roll the body. <laughs> <laughs> be, hey, not just to be a jerk, but to be like, does he have anything written down? Like where to find the ring or like a message from this preacher that he met on the road or whatever. Yeah. And then if he, he has gold, you know, yeah, he's mostly dead. And he's he's all fully the way dead. He's all the way dead. You yeah. check his pockets. You find you find some gold. You find you find some gold and you find what looks like honestly a signed contract. And looking at the signed contract, it's basically laid out in writing an agreement between BT and the orc Pigug, basically saying that in return for the ring, he will be given dominion over uh over the lands of the Shire. And Peacook or whatever, that's the guy that stole the uh, the CNI last time too, yeah, right? Yeah, he stole the, the stone hate from this you. Guy. Yep. But I mean, it makes sense worth because doing a... he basically gave it to him, right? But they were working together the whole time. They were working so together cool. the whole time. So was he working with him from the first one too? Yep. Bastard. I know. Is what it worth doing a lore check to see if I know what the ring might be? Yeah, go for go for it. Yeah, there's no there would be no reason for my character to do that at it all. Uh, I, I do. I succeed. You remember a tale told to you by your by your father that he had heard from his father and his father before him about your old ancestors and a war that they'd been in a long time ago against an evil, like a mythical evil that doesn't even sound real to you. But in that story, the the battle was won by the cutting of a ring from a finger. What happened to it after that? is lost to history. But your family was there, may even have been one of your distant ancestors who was involved. It's unclear. Cool. That's so cool. <laughs> are you like one of the, are, are you a part of the, that line or? Don't know. Oh, okay. There's there's clues Ooh. to a noble seafaring ancestry, but exactly. don't know yet. So. Well, that was a real, real fuck up. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Uh, should we, we leave? need to get out of here before Maybe. anyone? Yeah, they yeah. they don't know that they don't know it was us. We can yeah. get the fuck out. Roll away, roll away. <laughs> out, out out the back door and just walk away. Yep. Do, do we all need to roll stealth checks? <laughs> I think it's okay. You slip out the back door of the Matham House as hobbits now are beginning to come out from their homes 
to the bonfire and we see you know we see a bunch of hobbits standing around this fire that's growing bigger and brighter in the center of town and you can tell from the way that they're acting the way that they're beginning to sing and dance around this fire that the evil that had been on this land has passed and that you the four of you managed to free this place from the evil that was upon it good job guys and so you slip off unnoticed you slip off into the night ready for whatever future adventure may await you and that is where we end thank you so much everybody yay (laughs) thanks James thank Thank you James The road may go ever on and on, but this bonus episode is over. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes as it helps increase our visibility. You can find us on the web at podcast.atherbeth.com. If you like the format of this special role-playing episode, let us know on social media. We'd love to hear from you. You can find the show on Twitter and Instagram at atherbeth underscore cast. Jude can be found at Aramidic Jude and Steph can be found at the North 4 F-O-U-R Many thanks to our fellow players James Pearson, Max Jimenez and Zeke Pease James, producer James, can be found on Twitter at Jay Pearson Zeke can be found on Instagram at E-Z-Peace P-E-A-S-E and the Greenfill Arms 1889 Inn the lovely inn that he helps run can be found on Instagram at Greenfield Arms. Max remains an enigma and can't be found on social media. So I can't send him weird memes. I have to text <laughs> them to him. <laughs> Title music is Lord of the Devil Rings by Pony Music, courtesy of Pond5. Additional music and sound effects licensed from Soundstripe at soundstripe.com. Today's episode, like all our episodes, are produced by the fantastic producer James. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening and happy Hobbit Ween. Yeah, happy Hobbit Ween. That sounds so wrong in that I context. Know. <laughs> <laughs> Leave my Ween out of it. Thank you very much. Ah, uh, <laughs> it is I, Pumpkin Sproutfoot. <laughs> Not in here. Steph, do it again. We couldn't hear you. You couldn't hear me? It is I. New can't hear me? No. Hold on. (laughs) You've been let down. Technology has failed you, Steph. No. You can't hear me at all? You almost sound like a chipmunk for a second. (laughs) Which is actually. That was the point. That that was the point. You can't hear me? Nothing. How about now? Can you hear me now? No, nope. just tiny, nope. tiny little blips, but not enough. Now! <laughs> Pumpkins, can you hear me now? <laughs> A little bit. You can hear me? Motherfucker.